This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Right now on JList.com, they are advertising brand new import PC games. They have tons of games. They have Gal Gun, they have Girls and Panzer, they have Fist of the North Star, Attack on Titan, Idol Master, and so many more of your favorites because JList.com and Jazz USA are one and the same, meaning that you have hundreds and hundreds of anime import PC games to choose from. So head over to JList.com and browse their limitless selection so that you can get one of your favorite anime. And now it's time to start the podcast. I am so hungry. Can you guys order me a pizza? He's just please? mad. Get your own damn pizza. No, uh, that's not the just point. A pizza in New York costs like $37. You want me to order you a pizza? Please. Yeah, man. I can give you the, the Domino's nearest me. I can send you that. Oh, okay, link. yeah. <laughs> sure, just let me pull out my credit card and I'll buy you a $37 pizza. How about that? Okay, so my quirk actually is Why don't is you go left? to the grocery store and buy some frozen pizzas? Yeah. No, that's, no, excuse me. I'm above that. I'm sorry. Oh, so I'm too uh, good for that. I have to I'm have too good for frozen pizza, Domino's. Domino's, is do- Domino's pizza is dog shit. You're going to eat it's Domino's so pizza. But it's, but it's the one you can order for me at the, at the ease of using your Wi-Fi connection. everybody and welcome to the 415th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I am your host Mitsugi and I am joined by two of the loveliest co-hosts that that anybody could ever possibly ask for. Mm-hmm. First we have the, the beautiful and talented Mandy hailing from Cincinnati. How are you? Oh hello, I am good. How are you? I think you should do your Jigglypuff voice for us. My Jigglypuff voice. Do it please. Hopefully, uh, sorry Nintendo, please don't sue us. That's it. That's that will probably be made into a drop. And hailing from New York, we have Kazuo. How are you, my friend? Oh, did you just say Kazuo? Oh God, I did it again. Yeah, you say my damn name. All right, so um, we have Kenzo from uh, hailing from New York City. Say my damn name. Say my name, bitch. We have Enzo. What's up, my brother? (laughs) Hey, what's up, everyone? It's good to be here today. I feel great. I feel fucking good. Ooh, right off the top with the spice. Are you naked? Mm, I'm not. I'm wearing nice sweatpants. Well, since since you're so spicy, Enzo, why don't you tell us what the mission of this podcast is right now? It's to make your anime addiction worse. You goddamn right. Good job, you got it. I practiced that only 50 times today. And in order to, in an effort to make your anime addiction worse, we, you can go to our website, aapodcast.com forward slash join, and you can join us to get access to hundreds of hours of our hentai episodes, our hobby addicts episodes, our after parties, all of that craziness. It's, uh, it adds up to about eight extra podcasts per month. 
for just a for just a few bucks. We just talked about all the video games that we're currently playing. We talked Dragon Quest Eleven. We talked Overwatch. We talked a whole bunch of stuff. So what was what, what, what was that game you talked about, Mandy? Um, Pyre. Pyre. Mm-hmm. Pyre. We a lot were, of fun. So head over to the head over to the Hobby Addicts. You can grab that. And also, if you head to our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AAA podcast, you can find directions on how to get to our Discord page, which is where all the fun happens. You can you can join and you can chat and talk with people that are just like you. We have a book club. We have we, we, we read mangas together. We watch anime together. We play anime well, music quiz. We, we stay up April way too late. Fool's jokes on Mitsugi. <laughs> <laughs> they did. There was a pretty fantastic April Fool's joke, which made me feel quite loved. Which was well, I, I, I want to tell them what it is. Uh, a couple of people on the Discord had the really good idea that um, everyone on Discord changed their profile pictures to very meme faces of mitts. <laughs> yes, you probably can't even see mine because it's so small. The many <laughs> faces like, of mitts. There's a couple that have been so funny. <laughs> <laughs> My picture is a picture of you holding a little moe girl. I saw that. I saw that. I, I, I should be crushing her. Am I crushing the life out of her? <laughs> no, it says, I love you, Moe girl. Ooh. Oh, blasphemy. Blaspheme. <sighs> All right. Yeah, so that's a good place. It was pretty fun. So if you, if, you, if you make your way over to the Discord quickly, you'll probably be able to catch some of those Mitsugi faces. I'm sure they'll be lingering for quite a while. Anyway, we are packed today, you guys. We have our spring 2018 anime selections. The spring season is finally upon us. Get ready for the chaos to unfold. We also have our review on Kino's Journey, the new Kino's Journey from this past year. So we're mm-hmm. going to get to that also. Uh, before we jump right in, any more uh, any thoughts or concerns from the from the hosts? Nope. Um, if you could, it'd be sick if you bought me a pizza today. You always want a pizza. I had, I had a banana. And be, it would just be so good if you bought see, me a pizza. See, Mandy today. goes, I have a banana. I'm happy. Yes. And she's happy about it. No. I'm very I'm happy not, about my banana. Enzo, not, you want a no whole damn inside? pizza. I want a whole damn 12 inch in diameter pizza, baby. And you there still was, wouldn't be happy. No, I would want an extra slice of a different topping because I'm petty. There were no cats in my banana or fishes. So I don't have any banana fishes or bananas. So I'm good. Nice. It's a very tasty banana. No, no bananas. No, no bananas. All right. <laughs> so we have the listener. We have the listener choice results from the winter 2018 season. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> result. <laughs> it's causal when you want them. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which one of you two would like to read the the results starting from third place? Uh, Mandy, I will. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, Mandy, you do it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Cosmo was <laughs> here, buddy. I definitely would have made him read it for obvious Absolutely. reasons. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. So third place, we have Card Captor Sakura at nine point four percent. Oh, not nice. bad. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm. I didn't hear anybody talking about that anime ever, so I'm kind of shocked yeah, it was third. It's really strange. It's very strange. It's very pretty though, from from what I've seen. It's very beautiful. I unfortunately haven't finished it, but same. It just feels like more Card Captor, yeah. honestly. But. Uh, I mean, it's okay. Uh, second place is Yuru Camp at 12.6%, which is also called like, Such Bat a Camp. cute little show. And yeah. it is an adorable show. Oh, I wish this was The pups. Won, the honestly. pups in that anime. Oh, my God. Oh, the episode with the dogs is yeah, so great. Good times. <laughs> I actually bought the manga, so I'm excited oh, to good, read that. Good stuff. But in first place is 
Darling and the Franks at 33.9%. Oh, no! Uh, well done. Well if done, Ka- everyone. Like silence. If well Cosmo done, was here, he everyone. would be so upset. <laughs> he would be just a melted puddle of defeat. But oh. it, this is of his own making because he talked so much mm-hmm. shit on Darling and the Franks that he everybody voted for it in order to troll him. So it should be obvious. I am going to be honest. I'm already halfway through that series, so... I Thanks am on episode like four. I think I'm episode four or five, and like yeah, I, I I'm not stoked to finish it, but I mean now we have to. Yeah, can I have one large pepperoni and um and <laughs> onions? Wait, are no, you? I no, I don't need any drinks. Uh, wait, are you ordering a pizza right now? He is literally yep. ordering pizza. Wait, for me or for you? Yep. Okay. Just yep. Okay, thanks. Wait, okay. what? Wait, what? What? Okay, <laughs> What is happening? I just ordered what a pizza for, for, for myself. Wait. You fucking, <gasps> you handsome That's piece of so crap. April dirty. Fool's Day. What? <laughs> April Fool's Day. Duh, move on. <laughs> All right. So, so Darling and the Franks has won the listener choice poll for winter 2018. And I will go into the document right now and add it to the list. I am, okay. I am not all that happy about this um i was hoping a shorter show would win because watching the 24 episode animes is a little bit tough oh it's 12 right nope <clears throat> it does not it's 24 wait really mm-hmm so yeah get is, wrecked mandy it has been added to the document i mean it could be wrong i mean i thought i checked it but anyway holy you are right. I guess I I'm really right. That is 12 episodes. I lied about being halfway through. I'm only in four episodes. Oh, yeah. You got a long <laughs> ass way to go. You got a long way to go, friend. I thought it was 12. I am so sorry. All right. So let's get to the big news of the week. It's time for big news of the week. We have some good news this time. It's all Japan-centered. Um, Japan Japanese men are looking to share household duties with female partners. Finds marriage quest. So wow, as in like basic equality. Yes. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the welcome to to the developed world, Japan. Marriage Jesus. quest. Right. <laughs> marriage quest interviewed men regarding household duties and raising a child. One man named Kiyoshi says that quote, "I believe when you get married, you need to be actively involved in child rearing. This is something you need to do as a couple." Uh-huh. Kiyoshi's case Go is, an, on, is Kiyoshi. An, oh, we're going on. Kiyoshi's <laughs> case is an example of Japanese men who are gradually shifting perspectives on marriage and family life, and he wants to become an ikumen, which means which is a Japanese slang word for fathers who take an active role in child rearing. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head right now. <laughs> I am so disappointed. So <laughs> they have a literal <laughs> slang term for a father that actually gives a damn. I can't so wait to sad. be an ikumen. That sounds like a good time. I think my I'm father in. probably should have um, lived in Japan. He would have been, he would have fit right in. <laughs> my dad would have been an Ikuman. My dad's been up my butt. Oh, that's a that's a uh, that's that's a. Um, going <laughs> wow. on. Let's, let's ignore that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is not going to be a drop. Please keep going. <laughs> all right, all right. What's next? Oh, uh, Kiyoshi was one of the men and women who gathered at the at an office in Tokyo for a matchmaking service that was hoping 
in order to hope to get like a better glimpse of what it would be like to be married, like what married life is like and what it means to be a parent. And which means that they, that he tried his hands at things like bathing, bathing baby dolls, learning about the, the, the pain and suffering that women have to go through when they're, when they're pregnant and, um, learning and learning about the, the correlation between men being deadbeats and and divorce, which I mean, it should be obvious. Yeah. Um, a direct relationship, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Another yeah. man named Hito Kazu who works in an IT company was was also involved in this sort of survey, and he was wearing a seven kilogram front vest that would help to simulate the experience of what a woman feels like when she's pregnant. And he says, "quote This made me realize how amazing women are. I really respect them." Wow! Instead of just respecting them on a fundamental human to human level, holy yeah, cow! Right? This oh, is so. What a, I love that you pull this article, Mitch. This is amazing. Oh Japan! I, I don't oh, know. Oh Japan! It's so like, I I've actually worn a a suit that simulates like how heavy or like how the body how heavy the body is when you're pregnant. Like I've worn a suit that like simulates that. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, that shit is heavy as hell. <laughs> it's so heavy. Well, I mean, you got. Yeah, I think we had to do those in school too. Yeah, you got to figure like what, like seven pounds for a baby, and then you're probably gonna gain like twenty pounds or so or something. So. Oh yeah. On top of that, so you're talking like I don't know the vest probably like I don't know thirty pounds or something for your for, yeah. like the, for like the whole body weight increase. I'm just guessing. Something like that. It, it felt it just because it's so much weight being added all over your body. That's what made it feel really weird. It was like whoa, like I'm like I felt gravity pulling me harder. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like it's no wonder Japanese people aren't having babies and stuff. I mean, why, why would the woman want to have a baby when it's the man, the man's prerogative to just say, screw it. Like, I don't want to help at all. I'm not going to help with anything. Like who would want to do that? That's like being, that's like, that's like knowingly signing up to be a single mother basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually, it's really interesting because I was, and I was listening to a podcast um, called beautiful anonymous by a comedian, Chris Gether that I really enjoy. And uh, basically the premise of that podcast is that hmm? name dropper. Oh, well, oh, he's a famous guy. He doesn't need, he doesn't need our plug, but um he uh it's a it's a podcast where people call in and talk to him for an hour anonymously. And this last episode was a Japanese guy that grew up in Japan but with the western schools, so he grew up with a very American perspective, and he was saying how like parenting is so different because him he didn't even know what his father's job was until he was like 20 and and decided to ask him because and that's how distant like the father is to the entire Ugh. like family aspect that of everything sucks. yeah, yeah so it's crazy. it's like and he and he had like a very cool head about it but like if you break that down like luckily that kid turned out you know for the better but like that can cause some like trauma there you know of like yeah. not being loved by one a half of the unit that made you you know yeah, you're going to have like abandonment issues or, you know, whatever, whatever kind of problems occurs yeah. from not having like active parents. For so. sure. But hey, man, like I'll I'll take it. If this is a baby step towards feminism in Japan, I'm sign me up. Good stuff. Good stuff, Hirokazu. Good yeah, stuff, Kiyoshi. Yeah, took a bodysuit to uh, <laughs> make this man really respect women. <laughs> they, they should have made him have periods, too. Oh my god! That's the real shit right there. That would be that would suck. (laughs) You want to really you want to really respect women? Have your first period. Oh my Mm -hmm. god! Oh boy! What a nice article, dude. Good job, (laughs) Enzo. I want you to know that if you were a baby, I would wash your bottom for you. 
Dude, if you were a baby, I'd kiss your little forehead every night. Oh, that's so cute. Well, I'd be bald just like I am now, so it wouldn't be that much different. Are you saying you want me to do a little peck when I see you? Yes, right I do. The, right at the top? Yeah, right so on top of my bald head. In. I, can, I picture a scenario where I, I see Mitt and I pull my sleeves down and then like shine his head a little bit and then give him a kiss. <laughs> you are, you know what, If you and if you want to do that, you are, I invite it. Okay, can I give you a little virtual kiss for now? Yeah, go ahead. Mwah. All right, and now let's move on from that. <laughs> Prepare for trouble. Make it double. Shut up! You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here. More Japan news. The Japanese government hopes to improve the standards of the Japanese anime industry by standardizing the usage of software to improve the efficiency of animation production. So in order to improve the working conditions of the industry, Japan's Ministry of, of, Econ- of Economy, Trade, and Industry otherwise known as Medi, has implemented an industry standard for drawing software and a a reduction on the reliance of foreign animators from China and Korea. So Medi held an anime digital production industry guide information meeting, which is so goddamn long, in Tokyo, Mm -hmm. on which information on how major production companies have been utilizing technology so far was discussed. Because they want to standardize processes and software usage as much as possible to try to make things more efficient. So they recognized the proceeds from anime do not necessarily make it back into the hands of the animators with the current system. And that the industry needs to, be, to have a lot of work done on it to make it more efficient. And I think what they're talking about are the anime production committees. Right. Which are a big problem. They also recognize that... Um, the advances in the industry have led to some studios such as Polygon Pictures, who who we all know did Ajin and Knights of Sidonia mm-hmm. and whatnot, to yep. embrace technology such as CG to which can save the industry because it is um it can potentially put animators out of work, honestly, which is seen as a problem by some people. So some people are skeptical of the usage of AI and CG, but like my take on that is like boohoo. You know? Interesting. I mean I mean, like, th- there's things get implemented in industries every every year that put people out of work. So, it's yeah, it's it's the unfortunate correlation between technology and, and any industry, really. Like, if something can be expedited, it will be expedited because it's an unfortunate logical thing. Like, expenses go down, process takes less time, less people are needed. Yeah, which sucks. It sucks to say it, but like, you know, like companies don't have to have a heart, which which sucks. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I was just thinking about CG because I was thinking that they're still going to need like a team to that, you know, designs the models and there's going to have to be people who can animate them, lighting, uh, the um, sceneries. But I guess the problem here is that once all that is done, like once you create a character, you can then use that create like continually use that character over and over and over. It's not like. You know, you have to draw each frame by hand. So that's interesting that um, how much time it, that's going to save on animation. Right. Even if it did exactly. put, even if it did put some animators out of work, you know, it could be the best thing that ever happens to these people. Like you're working a job where you work like a million hours a week and you get paid like eight bucks an hour, if that. You know, it's actually more like five yeah. bucks an hour, I think. So 
you're probably some some of these people probably probably would would be better off doing literally anything else. So it's kind of scary though when you consider like some CG anime are not very pretty looking, so no. they have to up their game. <laughs> yeah, like for example, like uh, I actually really enjoyed Knights of Sidonia. Like I like I genuinely was like. I, I finished it like I watched it on Netflix and I finished it but like if you asked me hey would you have preferred if this was not CG it would have been a hot spicy mm-hmm. yes because that CG is like it's on the better end of things but like I'm, I, I, However, I would I, I don't come back for seconds lustrous yes like that was, was nice amazing and that did, that used uh, CG in a very um, good way but. I, I also thought Ajin looked really good yeah Ajin looked good too like mm-hmm. the studio, obviously, they obviously learned a lot between their between the making of Nice of Sidonia and the making of Ajin. Like you could tell totally. that the studio had learned a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Um, yeah. Next, there were also discussions at this meeting about how people re- they know that production committees are a key source of the industry's problems. One man named Yoshitada Fukuhara, who served as producer for um, Kimono Friends, the anime studio that worked on Kimono Friends, conducted a presentation this month that proposed a solution. He thinks that a new partnership system could, could help restore power to anime studios, leading overall improvement in the industries, leading to overall improvement in the industry and help it be more successful. So... Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I, I, I mean, like, I, I'm on the team of most moves that are going to help circumvent the whole production committee thing because that is choking out the 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 creativity of the industry. So I'm, I'm okay with this, you know? Yeah, interested to see when, where it goes. Because I think you have a lot more freedom, too, with CG, um, what scenes you can show, like, especially like with action. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just glad that there's some at least some recognition of the fact that the production committees are a problem. Yeah, I think yes. that's that, that's the biggest takeaway. You're right that 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 the perspective is shifting towards like, hey y'all, uh, this is sucking us dry. Like we need to not do this anymore. Yeah, it's right. like you can't fix the problem unless you recognize that there's a problem in the first place. Right. So for just, sure, just kind of how I take it. All right, are we ready to move on? Yeah. Sure. Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the moe. All right, so I had I was talking earlier about how I just finished Dragon Ball Super, mm-hmm. and this was very timely. Toy Animation is establishing a new department focused solely on Dragon Ball. Oh, really? So just like a whole like a whole thing just just with the, this IP? Correct. Toy Animation oh, announced last Friday that it will introduce a number of new department restructurings on April 1st, which is today. The establishment of a third department under its anime planning and production headquarters is was being created that will focus mainly on Dragon Ball projects. And oh, wow. Atsushi Suzuki, who worked on, Poke- on, on, Digi- on Digimon Adventure Try and was the producer for, for on other properties is going to head the new department which makes me feel like even though Dragon Ball Super is done there's going to be more Dragon Ball stuff coming like I think oh, so yeah definitely mm-hmm. also I think Dragon Ball Super was a huge hit so it, it's not it kept 
crashing Crunchyroll. It kept crashing Crunchyroll every week. So, I, I mean, that doesn't happen with... I don't think that has, that's happened with any other anime in the recent, like, year. So, uh, Cardcaptors, I think it did. Oh, yeah. Card, yeah, but episode the one only because it, after that it didn't crash again. But Super yeah. crashed it, like, every single week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so that was the good. For the bad... Seven years later, radioactive water from Fukushima from the Fukushima plant in Japan is still flowing into the ocean. Oh. Um, more than seven years after the March 11th Fukushima nuclear crisis, radioactive water is continuing to flow into the Pacific Ocean from that nuclear reactor that was destroyed during the earthquake oh, that's not good. Um, at a rate of about two billion becquerels a day. A study has found the study said that the concentration of radiation at is 0.02 becquerels per liter of seawater, um, which at that level I don't know what I don't know what the hell a becquerel a becquerel is. Yeah, some, some, some measurement used probably to measure nuclear nuclear energy or something. Um, it's at a level that it does not affect the local fishing industries, which is good. Um, the the radioactive water is generated in a process that is used to to cool melted nuclear fuel. Um, the reactors experienced core meltdowns after that earthquake. They used the water to cool the reactors, but, you know, sometimes I guess that doesn't even work. Mm. The water accumulates in the basements of the buildings at the site after being used to, melt, to cool the melted fuel. And uh, Tokyo Electric and Power Company Holdings, who operates that, that Fukushima plant, has been trying to prevent contaminated water from increasing within the facilities by building an underground ice wall in an effort to block groundwater. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. An underground ice wall. Whatever. Like, so a, like, an, like a fancy igloo? <laughs> it doesn't sound good. I just... Uh, so, like... What am I... This, this, like, the radioactivity in water is probably one of the hardest things to, like, ever, 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 ever clean up. And it's terrifying because you, it sounds like they cannot escape this. And that's not good. It's not good. The good news is that it sounds like it's not a whole lot. So it's not, it's not going to affect local fishing industries, which means it's not affecting. That's what I was going to ask, actually. Yeah. Is how, how that would, uh, you know, affect local fishing. But. How all the fishies are going to maybe die? No, they said it's not affecting it. So I'm guessing that means that the fish are generally unaffected. So. I just hope it doesn't poison people. Yeah, yeah. that's the that, that's where my mind goes to. It's just like, oh, like this person ate sushi from here one day, and then bam, wrecked. Yeah, well, <laughs> which I is know, not good. I know Japan has a pretty big concern on public health, so I'm hoping that they're mm -hmm. working hard to get it under wraps. For the Moe, Kiki's Delivery Service author Aiko uh, Kodono wins the Hans Christian Andersen Award. Oh, sick! the The International Board of Books for Young People announced. Um, that she'll be winning this award that is given to an author and an illustrator every two years for making large contributions to children's literature. She's the third Japanese recipient of the award. The first was Michi uh, Michio Mado, who received the award in 1994, and also uh, Nahoko Uehashi, who was the author of several works, including um, Mori Bito, Guardian of the Sacred Spirit, which is a you know a pretty popular anime, and she yeah, won the award. One. She won the award in 2014. So it's uh, oh, that's great. Nice to see anime people that people that have contributed to the anime industry winning awards for literature. So 
Yeah, yeah sure. international one, right? Like this this award is not Japanese. No, yeah. it's international. Yeah, that's awesome. Like that's really I like when when anime gets some recognition across the world here, unlike the Oscars. <laughs> cough cough. <laughs> yeah, the Oscars are just a joke. Yeah, more or less. Um, cool. Great, so, anything else on that? No, I'm stoked. Good job. Oh. I'm, I'm happy for her. Would, would any of you, would either of you, handsome, sexy people, like to do the the, the trivia? I can uh, do it. Oh yeah, go for it. Cool. So the tr- the the trivia from the website, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so every every week on the website we post a trivia question for you guys to ponder and answer, uh, and we will read the answer on the next podcast. And then so for the trivia question that was on the website this last week, the answer is terror and residence. Yep. And this week's winner that answered the question right. Well, there were many winners, but there are way too many to read as there are every week because you guys are way too smart as anime fans. Uh, the winner this week is Robo Totoro. Robo Totoro. Robo Totoro. I like that. It rolls off the tongue. Robo Totoro. Robo Totoro. Yeah. yeah. That'd be uh, terrifying. And so the and okay, so then tune in for this week where the theme is going to be Noitamina, which is a really probably like a, a staple, well liked block of anime that we all like. Yeah, their shows tend to be like more adult oriented. Yeah. So mm-hmm. mostly seinen, right? Seinen and uh, Jose. Yeah. So, all right, and now Can't Mandy, go. would you like to do the in show weekly trivia question? Sure. All right. This week's, uh, or right now our trivia question is, every girl is a mystery when you're a 16-year-old boy, but this girl carries scissors hidden in her panties, sleeps under her desk every day. She seems to have no friends whatsoever. But none of that can compare to what happens when a certain boy decides on a whim to taste a drop of her drool when she sleeps. Oh my god, this an- I remember this one. <laughs> Name that anime. Gross. Name that anime. <laughs> All right, and after that, man, when we come back from the news break, we have, finally we have it. We have the picks for the infamous, upcoming, crushing, no doubt crushing, spring anime season. So stay tuned, because it's going to be some crazy madness, and we'll be back in a minute. See ya. you anime addicts this is mitsugi and it's time for your anime news break leading us off we have some manga news the 39th chapter of ichiro takahashi's kuroko no basuke replace plus manga announced recently that it is going to end after the next chapter comes out which will be the final chapter on april 24th this manga adapts sawako hirabayashi's kuroko no basuke replace prequel novel series for Tada, Tadayoshi Fujimaki's Kuroko no Basuke manga. So this manga launched on Sueisha's Shonja magazine in 2015. If you're a big fan of this manga, enjoy it. It's coming to an end, but I'm sure there'll be more Kuroko no Basuke content coming out for you in the future. Next up, Square Enix is getting even more serious about Final Fantasy and about AAA titles. Square Enix announced that it is establishing a new studio titled Luminous Productions and it's going to be headed by the director of Final Fantasy XV, Hajime Tabata. The, there are going to be many staff who worked on Final Fantasy XV involved in the new studio. The new studio's official mission is to, quote, develop new AAA titles and bring innovative games and other entertainment content to a global audience. 
and to utilize innovative technology and creativity to change the future of gaming and entertainment. So it's good to see big companies like Square Enix making moves to even further enhance the games that they are delivering to the general public. Next up, more manga news. The official website for Shogaku Khan's Monthly Flowers previewed Chiho Saito's new manga series, which is called uh, Kakuya Den Bright, new Bright Night Legend, which is a new take on the classic Princess Kaguya story. The manga, the magazine also published the third and final installment of Chiho Saito's series of the new revolutionary girl Utena, which is the shoujo Kakume Utena. The first two one-shots of this manga debuted last July and January, respectively, and the third volume is going to be coming out, and it's going to be compiled into a single volume called Shoujo Kakume Utena After the Revolution, which is going to ship on May 10th. So if you're a big fan of Utena, there's some cool stuff coming out, so you want to look out for that. And even more manga news, Viz Media announced at Anime Boston that they are licensing the manga Dragon Ball, that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha, which is a special story that is, um, Viz will release this Dragon Agro Lee's Dragon Ball, that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha story, which is about a time when a fan of Dragon Ball is killed and is reincarnated as Yamcha, who is well known as Dragon Ball's biggest punching bag and a total joke of the whole internet community. However, knowing this, the character's the character strives to make Yamcha the strongest Dragon Ball character ever. So that seems like a little fun spin-off manga of Dragon Ball. And if you're a fan of Dragon Ball and want more now that Dragon Ball Super is over, well, you can turn to this to get a little more of your Dragon Ball content. And this was Mitsugi. This was your anime news break. And now, time to get back to the podcast. Hey guys, please go to a. Uh, okay, one more time. Visit jlist.net for. Oh man, that's not right. I gotta get this hosting down. If only Mitsuki Senpai was here to help. You called, my dear Kohai. Senpai? Wait, you can teleport? But of course. Now, do you wish to learn the ways of directing people to countless anime goods? Yeah, uh, teach me the ways of letting everyone know about the amazing snack selection JList.com has to offer. Then listen closely, my Kohai. Go to JList.com right now for all of your anime shopping needs and all of your anime snack shopping needs. Senpai. Sukoi. Hi, my name is Tony Oliver, voice of Arsene Lupin III from Lupin III the TV series, and I am an anime addict. What does Kazuo think of Evangelion? I understand that End of Evangelion was a conclusion for the series, but that didn't come out till way later. That's like someone giving you a cheeseburger, but instead of like the meat, it's dog shit. And then later on, they're like, oh, here's the meat patty. Yeah, but I already ate this shit burger. <laughs> I mean, I get that the meat patty kind of like helps, but the burger is on its own. So that's kind of how I view Evangelion. It's like a dog shit burger with a meat patty that you get later. So no, I didn't really enjoy it all that much. You, you don't like eating dog shit? Not, I mean, only on Wednesdays. And we're back to the 415th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. 
And we had an in-show trivia question. The question was, every girl is a mystery when you're a 16-year-old boy, but this girl carries scissors and hidden in her panties, sleeps on her desk every day, and seems to have no friends whatsoever. However, none can compare to what happens when a certain boy decides on a whim to taste a drop of her drool while she sleeps. <sighs> Anime. Ew. Reminds you of your childhood, doesn't it, Enzo? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Totally love those girly drools on my mouth. Girly drools. Yeah. Did, did either of you watch this anime? I actually no. watched all of it. Me too. Did you? I I have not. I watched all I of it of because it was so. one of those shows where I was like, this is never going to happen in any other medium ever, so I have to take this in for the culture. Well, <laughs> since this is obviously an anime that you love quite a lot, would you like to give the answer? Uh, well, love is a strong word, but the answer <laughs> is Nazo no Kanojo, uh, which is Mysterious Girlfriend X. Um, X. I can't, I can't recommend this show to anyone. <laughs> oh, come on now. It's so dumb. I have not seen it. All right. No. So we've been anticipating the spring season for a, a while, right? Yeah. Because it's so crushing. There's so much it's good packed. stuff. Jam-packed. Only the hits. Only the hits, basically. This was the easiest time I ever had select making a selection. There were like 20 shows that looked like, were like blockbusters from this season. So I just basically arranged those 20 shows in the order I wanted. I didn't have to like read anything or look up stuff. It was just boom. All of it was there. Right. So it was very easy. I actually tried to find some maybe gems among them, but we'll see. Mm. Trying to outthink the room a little bit, huh? Yes. <laughs> mm. So, um, Kazuo's not here. So, who would like to do Kazuo's picks when they come up? Or would you like to just fight over them? Uh, um, we can take We love to we, fight. We, yeah, so we love we to fight. fight. So right, we're going to fight over them then. Okay, we're going to fight. Okay. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go first. Um, I am picking my first pick. I had to go all the way down to my, not really that bad, my 10th selection overall, which is Golden Kamui. Nice. Uh, Golden Kamui is done by Geno Studio, directed by Hitoshi Nanba, who was the director of Grappler, of Baki the Grappler, and Gosik. So those are pretty good properties. Music yeah. done by music done by Suehiro uh, Kenichiro, who worked on Comic Girls, which is coming out like right now, I think. Which and is one of, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Isn't Comic Girls coming out this season? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So he's doing work on two animes at once. He also worked on Shoujo Shumatsu Ryoko. All right, cool. so the story in Hokkaido in the far northlands of Japan, Sugimoto survived the, the Russian-Japanese War of the Meiji era, nicknamed Sugimoto the Immortal. During the war, he now seeks the riches promised by the gold rush in hopes of saving the widowed wife of his now-deceased comrade from the war. During his hunt, of, hunt for gold, he, find, he finds hints of a hidden stash of gold by corrupt criminals partnering with an Ainu girl that saves his life from the harsh climates of the north. They venture into a survival adventure to race against the criminals that seek the hidden cat, the hidden stash. Wow. So wasn't this one of your favorite anime of all time? One of your favorite mangas, Mandy? Me? No. <laughs> I, I've never read it. Oh, I thought somebody was talking like very, very... No, I was saying that it won the Crunchyroll Award. Or no, I'm sorry, not won. It was nominated for the Crunchyroll Awards for Best Manga. I see. So but, I watched... Um, the, no, I haven't read it yet. I watched the trailer and it looks like a lot of war going on in it. There's a lot of fighting, plenty of violence. It looks, it looks well animated. 
It looked like it looked it looked interesting. Um, You're probably thinking of Vinland Saga. That's my favorite manga. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably that's <laughs> it. So yeah. it looks entertaining. You know, it looks like an action show. And if you're if you're if you're looking for that kind of a thing, then I definitely recommend it. I would go check out the PV first before you, you know, commit to it or whatever. But that's Golden Kamui, and that's my first selection for the spring season. So yeah. And who's up next? Do you next? want me to do Kazuo's? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Kazuo's first pick, which was his number nine, is Maho Shoujo Ore. And I'm, I brought up the mouse so I can look at it. But um, Maho Shoujo Ore is being done by, is it Periot Plus Studios? And it looks like the source was a web manga. Oh. And it's being directed by... Itsuro uh, Kawasaki. I'm trying to figure out what he's done. It looks like he's worked on... Um, oosh, I, I, oh, Ghost in the Shell uh, standalone complex he's worked on. And... I mean, he has a lot of stuff on here. There's not a ton that I recognize, yeah. but um, he has done a lot of stuff. And uh, so Maho... So, uh, oh, gosh, I just messed up that name. Maho Shoujo Ore is... The story about a 15-year-old girl who is a newbie idol in love with her best friend's brother, who is also a popular idol. But she runs into a scary Yakuza guy and finds out that her mother was an ex-magical girl. And what? the Yakuza guy was her mascot. Mm-hmm. Her love interest gets uh, kidnapped by demons that look like burly men with cute squirrel heads. Mm-hmm. So she contacts the Yakuza to become a magical girl, which in the story means she turns into a handsome guy in a magical girl outfit. Which what? is dope and as hell. On top of that, her love interest shows an attraction towards her magical guy form. Her best friend turns out to be in love with her and also becomes a magical cross-dressing guy to save her life. Yes. So it's <laughs> cross-dressing magical girls. Oh, man. Yes. No, <laughs> more like gender bent. More, like, more like gender bent magical yeah. girl. Yeah. And two episodes are currently out on Crunchyroll. I know they came out like um, like ahead of time. Wow, Did you came out really Did you peek at them? I have not. I have not watched them, but I know that there was a watch party for them on our Discord. But I was unfortunately busy, so I've looked at it. I love so much that this is one of Kazuo's picks. <laughs> it fills me with unlimited power. <laughs> I think I saw some of the girls on our Discord are really into it. So we'll see. I don't know. All right. Okay. Is it my go? It is. All right, so my fifth pick, which was all the way down to my 11th pick because uh, a lot of picks were contested this time around, oh, yeah. um, is actually Comic Girls, which Mitsugi was just talking about. And Comic Girls, I, okay, so I'm a simple man, okay? <laughs> I read I read the synopsis, and it was basic, it basically said something like, join these girls that are all mangaka, that live in the same dormitory. And I was like, oh, cool. I like stories like that. And then I look at the art, and all the girls are cute as hell. So I was like, cool, cool, I'm picking this one. So I did. (laughs) So it's one of my picks. And there's not a lot of, there's actually not a lot of info on it on my anime list, but um, this was also one of my picks, but you stole it from me. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm the manga person. I'm the one with the manga club. He stole my manga show. I was like, no, but they're cute. <laughs> so the synopsis on Mal is just the daily life of up and coming female mangaka living together in a dormitory. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. And the the director is Yoshinobu Tokumoto, 
uh, which I don't know. I don't really. I don't think that's a familiar name to me. But I'm excited for it because I, I I like slice of life. It's like my favorite genre, and if you can combine that with some comedy, uh, with the backdrop of something I care about, like mangaka, then I'm in. So yep, that's yeah. my fifth pick. I'm probably gonna try it out too. Yeah, so let's watch it together. Yeah, we can watch it together. Yeah, and we could also watch my my first pick together. Yes, because I <laughs> wanted it and you took it from me. <laughs> oh really? I didn't know you wanted this one. Mm. All right, so my first pick, which was actually my seventh. Is oh good. Oh, I, I, I was thinking. About, I was thinking about your actual first pick. Never mind. Oh no 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 no. Uh, but wish me luck with this name. Okay, Rokuhodo Yotsuido Biori. Yep, Hopefully, I, I didn't destroy that. That sounded pretty good. Okay, but uh, the studio is Zexus. I know they did Fune wo. Oh shoot, Amu. What's the name of it? Amu. Yeah, that one. Uh, I couldn't find anything about who the director is. Can I just and say it was based on a manga? Can I just say, Manny, that for yes. someone who rolled a, tw- a two on a d twenty when making for your when selecting the order, <laughs> you got five out of your top seven picks, which means yeah. for one that you're very spoiled. And, I'm very spoiled. And two, that you picked stuff that no one else put on their list like at all. Uh huh. Because <laughs> um, like everyone else is like, oh, of course we got to put like the Steins Gates and the. And the majors and all this other stuff. I saw what you guys are doing. I'm like, nah. Yeah, no, I I also was like, oh, Minton Cows were doing those. Well, I don't even want any of them. So I just went for all the ones I actually want. (laughs) So, this anime. So, so what you're saying, (laughs) sorry, but what you're saying is is that you don't want the good stuff? Um, I just don't Mm -hmm. want any sequels, Mm -hmm. really. You hate good shows. I got it. All right. Plus, uh, plus you, okay, I'm not going to spoil what you had first, but obviously I wanted to watch what you have first, but. I was like, you know what? There's more. There's better content to be made with yeah, him getting that pick. Yeah, because when there's like a season full of sequels, there's some hidden stuff that get overlooked. Yeah, totally. I, want I them agree. To get some I'm with Mandy spotlight. on that page. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, this one, uh, the mouse says, four men, Gure, Sui, Toki, uh, Tokitaka, and Subaki, each help run a Japanese tea shop together called Rokohodo. When one visits the shop, they are greeted warmly, is served with tea, and are often helped with any problems they may have. I picked this one because, first, it is stacked with voice actors. There are a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of really popular uh, voice actors in here. I know Orodaisuke is in it, and, um, see, I'm trying to get to the page again. Oh, boy. Here it comes. Orodaisuke, Juinichi Suwabe, who does Victor. Uh, mm. Tomoke Maeno's in it and Kosuke Toriyumi. Oh, so I, that's the first reason why I picked it. And secondly, I am a big sucker for shows that heal over food. Like, I love like healing anime. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Okay. Sounds good. So, back, Robin, Robin, back around to me. My next pick is Gouda Zeni. Which is one of two of the baseball anime from this season. Gura Zeni is done by Studio Dean. The director is Ayumu Watanabe, who mm-hmm. directed Space Brothers, Mysterious Girlfriend X, um, Dora- a lot of Doraemon stuff, Koi wa Ameagari no Yoni, which I think that Enzo, you like quite a lot. Yeah, it's After the Rain. And also Major Second, which has me a little concerned because that means that he's directing two shows at once. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that. You know, he kind of feels like um, the typical. Yeah, hopefully his attention wasn't divided too much. Yeah, I'm concerned about that, honestly. Um, so the story is of a man named 
Natsunosuke Honda, a pro baseball player, a relief pitcher who has been playing pro baseball in a team called the Spiders for eight years. The team operates as a highly stratified society where the, where the player's performance determines his annual salary. Mm. Natsunosuke is one of the highest paid players in the game. He measures how good players are by how much money they make, and he intends to be on top and stay there. And as such, he always is looking for players to challenge and does everything to ensure that he's better than they are. So, a highly stratified society where the players that play the best get paid the most, which is pretty much how every major professional sports team in history operates. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I don't know what they're talking about. So, he works for, he, he, he plays for a normal team, is what I'm getting <laughs> out of that. <laughs> Exciting okay. plot. Yeah, so... <laughs> Honestly, I watched the PV, and I think that this this anime's animation looks super janky. Um, I guess I'm not surprised it's Studio Dean. You know, they're a little hit or miss. It looked it looked a little thin on the animation. The character designs looked a little weird. Um, yeah, I mean, the PV was was definitely underwhelming. I'll say that. But uh, baseball anime have a really good track record of being good a lot of the time. Yeah, so, like a lot of the time. Yeah, like most of the time they're good. So. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't really know. My eyes tell me caution, but my brain says you know, it'll be fine. What's Either your body w- telling you? My body's telling me <laughs> that, that it's go time. Okay. That's what it's telling me. Um, <laughs> Good as any is one of like five sports anime this season. So I'm sure we're going to hear more of, of more of them later. But for now, that's my fourth pick. Nice. Okay. I can do Kazuo's next one. Which it. is Major Second, which is sick. Um, which the synopsis on Mal. What's up? Which I just mentioned, same director. Yeah. Yeah, which is yeah, which is the same director that Mitsuki was just talking about. Um, and I worry more over this anime. I hope that his attention wasn't diverted from this one too much. But the yeah. synopsis is Daigo is born <laughs> as the son of Goro. It's Diego. Fa- that says Daigo. Daigo. The synopsis okay. here says Daigo. All right. Daigo is, is born as the son of Goro, a father who is too great. What path will Daigo, who is burdened with great expectations, take in baseball? So this is the a, a sequel to one of the bigger, probably one of the biggest sport anime series ever in anime, which is Major. Would you disagree, Mitz? No, Major's pretty big. I mean, it's got like... Let me see if I can find how many um, manga volumes there are for Major. And it's a, there's a lot. I mean, I'm going to guess 100. Mm-hmm. So let's see. The Major manga has, okay, 78 volumes. But it's but it is finished. But it has 78 volumes. I mean, we're talking a long, yeah. long, a long, long series. But yeah. So th- series are always really long, aren't they? Sometimes. I don't know. I, I've, I've never read it. I've never read any Major manga. But I mean... Uh, I have watched the anime for Major, like the original season. It's just super well done. It hits you right in the heart that you care about all these characters. So I'm interested to see how they handle a new cast with the son of Goro. So I, I'm glad that somebody got this pick. I'm glad that Kazuo got it too. Yeah, so now we have talked about two sports anime. I mean, if you've watched Major, the original, this is a no-brainer for you. I mean, you're going to be basically, you'll, you'll feel compelled to watch this just because. Yeah, like I'm definitely watching, even though it's not my pick. Like I, I have to watch this one. My 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 big concern with it is that I hope that that uh, Goro 
the you know Gordo Shigeno, the main character from the from the past show. I hope that he's mm-hmm. in it, and I hope that he's a like a. I hope he's not just like a dad that shows up in the kitchen once in a while. Yeah, that 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 would be a huge shame and a waste of a good character. Yeah, so I'm hoping he like participates somehow in the in the anime, but we'll find mm-hmm. out. Yeah, we'll, we we will see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think next up is me and my fourth pick, which was my fourth pick, uh, is so Steins Gate Zero. Wait a second, you got all four of your top four picks. Yeah, because I did get the hell pick. out of here. Well, yep. it's it's called first of all, Mitz. It's called strategy because you and Kazuo decided to fight over the most quote unquote anticipated shows. So I was like, I'm gonna let them fight. And I picked the ones that I like the most. Yeah, well, here's a really inappropriate, out of context drop that you can't hear. Oh Ty my knows god! My fetish, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's me. That's me sending negative sound to interrupt your drop. <laughs> All right. So tell us about your fourth pick, Mister Spoiled. All right. So Steins Gate Zero is a sequel to Steins Gate, which um, is probably one of the highest ranked manga, one of the, one of the most beloved manga, uh, not manga, one of the most beloved anime and highly ranked anime on Mao. Um, the first, the the original anime was probably in my top ten anime of all time. So when I heard that this was coming out this season, I was like, well, I have to pick this up no matter what. Uh, I was happy mm-hmm. to see that no one, none of the other hosts really put it in their top in like their higher picks. So I, I, I snuck in it there. It was originally for me, and then I saw that you really wanted it, so I bumped it down. <laughs> mm, or did you do that because I was going to take your other pick that you wanted? That too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, trying to sound like you're nice, but you were scheming. <laughs> but yeah, so the synopsis for Steinsky Zero per Mal says... The dark untold story of Science Gate that leads with the eccentric mad scientist Okabe struggling to recover from a failed attempt at rescuing Kurisu. He decides to give up and abandons his lively scientist alter ego in pursuit to forget the past. When all seems to be normal, he is seemingly pulled back into the past by meeting an acquaintance of Kurisu who tells him that they have begun testing a device that stores the memory of a human and creates a simulation of them with their characteristics and personalities. Okabe begins testing and finds out that the simulation of Kurisu has brought back anguish and some new unexpected tragedies. Zero is a side story that explores events from the beta attractor field's future that, that contribute in making the end of the original story possible. So I thought that was really interesting because Kurisu to me is one of my is, has been one of my favorite characters in anime for a long time, and the ending of Steins Gate bums me out because they kind of like she kind of is diverted away from Okabe. Uh, so this is cool. This is going to explore a nice little twist in the story. So I'm excited Maybe for it. Maybe bring them back together. Yeah, I would hope so. I love them together. Could we have yeah. some Labu Dabu? Labu Labu, please. <laughs> But yeah, right, so I'm excited. Good. There's not 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 a lot to be said for Steins Gate. Like people are people are yeah. stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Next. I will also watch this. Um, uh, my uh, let's see. Here comes another tough nice. another tough Japanese name that I will give you a score out of ten. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, this one was actually my number five pick, and this is my uh, what is this fourth pick, and that is Wako Kami wa Shogakusei. Oh, sorry, Shogakusei. And I give it like a seven. One? Yeah, that's, that's something like a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, this is by Madhouse and is based on a novel and is being directed by Masuhara Mitsuyuki, who also worked on Beck, Shirokuma Cafe, and Chobits. 
and the synopsis is a two-year-old, uh, two-year-old Oriko Seiki, who lost her parents in a car accident, ended up living in her grandmother's onsen, Ryokan, uh, Harunoya, with the ghost Uribo cohabit- uh, cohabitating with her and all the other odds, she ended up training to be a young female innkeeper. At first, she didn't like the training, but gradually felt her admiration for her title and began to train seriously. Thus, the growth of young warrior Oriko begins. And this one um, really threw me off because when I just saw the like cover art for it on my anime list, I completely skipped over it because it did not look impressive. But then when I went back and watched the PV, I was like... This looks beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so pretty. The art is so pretty. It's so charming. The characters' designs look great. So, um, I'm the only thing I'm wet, like a bit wary on is whether or not this is going to be a bit too childish. But we'll see. I'm I have high hopes for it because it seems like it could be very charming. So. Mandy continuing her streak of slighting anime that both have impossible to pronounce Japanese titles, but also are shows that no one expected. Yeah. My next one's also hard to say, so wish me luck. <laughs> Good luck. My next one's easy to say, and that is Captain Tsubasa. Yes, dude. I'm so happy you picked this. Captain Tsubasa, which is done by David Productions, a.k.a. the studio that did JoJo. Oh, my God. Wow. So, <laughs> JoJo, yeah. So, it's also directed by Toshiyuki Kato, who has quite a resume. He, he directed Full Moon Osagashite, which is an amazing show, and also directed a bunch of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure stuff. So, good, good stuff there. The story is of Captain Tsubasa, a passionate uh, elementary school student whose thoughts and dreams revolve, around, revolve entirely around the love of soccer. 11-year-old Tsubasa Ozora started playing f- soccer when he was very young, and while it was mostly just a recreational sport for his friends, for him it developed into something of an, of an obsession. In order to pursue his dream to the best of his elementary school abilities, Tsubasa moves with his mother to, Kankatsu, to Nankatsu City, where, which is well known for its excellent elementary school soccer teams. Although he was easily um, the best in his old town, Nankatsu has a lot more competition and he will need all of his skills and talent in order to stand out from the new crowd. So I watched the PV. The character designs look very like 80s, 90s-esque. You know, they have a very old school look to them, which I love. Same. Um, It looks very action-packed. It looks super fun, Um, especially for a soccer anime, which I normally am cautious about because they... Anime studios seem to have a tough time properly sort of demonstrating how soccer games play out. Because totally. Just, they, they, they usually work around. They work around whoever has the ball, right? Yeah, but they don't, but they don't really give you enough of a view of a vantage point to like see how the plays are developing and how the other players are performing. So, but it looks really fun and action-packed. You know, there's guys, there's kids doing like bicycle kicks and and looking super like 80s and I just I really like the way it looks and I'm hoping it's really good you know Captain Tsubasa is one of the most famous anime stories in mm-hmm. Japan's history I mean it's you know it's a it's a story that little kids look up to you know forever from like the from you know 30 plus years ago so definitely it's like the revival of a, of a true classic it would be like if it would be like if Astro Boy was getting redone for the very first time Right. So, 
Captain Tsubasa. If you like sports, if you like soccer, you have to watch Captain Tsubasa. And also, David Productions does really good work. So that makes me feel yeah. a little I'm, more confident. I'm going to be watching it. this one with you for sure. All right. And then uh, let's see. Okay. Kazuo's next pick is Loop on the Third Part 5. And I guess I'll Obvious. Just, I handle this one for him. Loop on the Third Part is obviously equally, if not more, famous than Captain Tsubasa. It's it's a, every single living human being in Japan knows who, knows who Loop on the Third is. And it'd be kind of like not knowing who, I don't know. Uh, Scooby-Doo was in America. Like, everybody knows Scooby-Doo. Everybody knows Mickey Mouse. Well, everybody in Japan knows Loop on the Third. And when Loop on the Third Part 4 came out, like a year ago, it had that new blonde girl character in it that was really, really good. And she, she and Lupin get married. And it was just, like, an amazingly well-animated, super fun revival to, to, to the Loop on the Third universe. And this anime has me super excited for for like what they're gonna like what it can bring to the loop on the third franchise that hasn't already been done before so i'm trying to find like the listing here so i can read at least read the synopsis but i don't know that it's really necessary yeah uh, it didn't look like they had one a mal yeah so i mean if you're a person who enjoys loop on the third this is a, this is a no-brainer i mean definitely you're gonna want to you're gonna want to check it out i think so here it is. Loop on the third part five. Um, it okay. They're in France this time. That's mostly what I was looking for. I wanted to see where where, where they were going to be located. Um, in part, in loop on the third part four, they were located in. Uh, does anybody know where it was? No. I think it was in Italy. But um, definitely want to check this out if you're a fan of Loop on the Third. And it, honestly, Loop on the Third's amazing. So there's no reason to not be into it. All right, Enzo. So you're up. What's your what is your third pick? So my third pick, as you mentioned before, now that all in order, my third pick was the third one that I wanted, and it's Tadakun wa Koyawashinai. Wait a second. Um, well, you're telling me your third pick was third on your list? Yes, it was. So does that mean that your second and first? Does that, does that mean that you got all four of your top four picks? Yes. Get the. Because I'm smart. Get out of here. No. I, it's cause I you play did a it. numbers game. It's I use my master's it in taxation. It's because you did it last, and you sat there and looked at everybody else's list and cherry-picked everything. Right? Am I right? Well, I mean, I would have picked these anyway, because I, I really, mm-hmm. I really, I'm, I'm personally not really interested in picking up sequels. Yeah, you're doing your picks I first next time. Well, sure. the one that he wanted. Yeah. Anyway, right, what is it? Get it over with. Uh, Tarakun is a story where Mitsuyoshi Tara, a boy who has never known love, is taking pictures out of cherry blossoms in a full bloom when he meets Ter- Teresa Teresa Wagner, a transfer student from Luxembourg. Upon arriving in Japan, she got lost, separated from her travel companion. Mitsuyoshi helps her and brings her to his grandfather's coffee shop. So I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for dumb romances. Um, so I was like, oh, that's cute. Like, girl is, you know, New Japan, guy is Caesar, guy helps her, you know, not be super lost by treating her to coffee at his grandpa's coffee shop. That sounds cute to me. And then I watched the PV, Mm. and it's the animation is very interesting. It looks like it kind of looks like CG, but it's not, but I think it is. And if it is CG, then they did a really good job. Yeah. Because it looks just like hand drawn animation. Um, by Doga Kobo? Studios? Mm. I've, I've never heard of them. Yeah, never Kobo, heard of them. But yeah. It's interesting. Like, like, like if you. Oh, they did like, Nozaki Kun. Yeah. Oh, re- sorry. Yeah, but it doesn't look like Nozaki Kun though. Like yeah. it, it. Um. So I actually like listeners. Like, if you guys 
just let me know what you guys think about this animation because when I watched the PV, I was like, I was really taken aback by it in a in a good way. But um, yeah. So the the director is Mitsuo Yamazaki. The studio Mandy mentioned. I think it's really cute. I'm a sucker for stories like this, and I'm in. That's my third pick. That's the Tokenambu stuff. Oh but, yeah. Oh, see that I, that I kind of see, kind of. Well, yeah. Enzo is a man that loves his love. I love who love who love who love who. This one was also on my list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I got so it. Um, somebody took it. Miss Mandy, let's see if you can keep your streak to get alive of picking shows that no one recognizes and or can uh-huh. pronounce. Yeah, I sure cannot disappoint with this one. <laughs> All right, my next one, which is my, it's my third pick, but it was down for number four, was Kakurio no Yadomeshi. Kakurio and no. There it is. This one is by Studio Gonzo. Gonzo. It's based on a novel, and it the director is Yoshiko Okura, who did worked on Black Lagoon in the Idol Master movie. I think there's some other stuff in there, but I didn't really. Is Studio Gonzo still around? I guess. Yeah. I feel like they disappeared for a while. Weirdly enough. Okay. Uh, the synopsis of this one is female college student Aoi. Inherited her deceased father or grandfather's ability to see Ayakashi. One day, while Aoi is feeding some Ayakashi, a demon appears. He declares that Aoi's grandfather owed him a great debt, and as compensation, Aoi must marry the demon. Aoi mm. refuses and decides to pay off the debt by working. So, <clears throat> right off this bat, right off the bat, this one sounds like a very typical shojo, but I picked it because it has two things, two of my weaknesses: one, healing people with food; two, yokai. I love supernatural. You stories. do like yokai a lot. That's something I know about you. <laughs> do you and like? You, do you like yokai watch? I've never watched yokai watch. I played the game and it wasn't really. It's in the title. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I'm mostly. It's that shows for like five year olds, so I'm just screwing with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um. I watched the PV and the character designs are really pretty. And there is a scene where she's like serving like food to these, like a giant Tengu. And he's just like loving his rice. And I'm like, I, I hope this is another heartwarming, like healing people and like learning about things about people through food. Cause that's my weakness. I love it. So cool. We'll see. Like I, I saw it. I was like, this has my name all over it. So I have to watch it. So. It's, it's a good thing you guys are both here because if it was just, copies of me and Kazuo, we would only be watching the mainstream stuff. Yo. Right? We're here to up the content, boys. That's right. <laughs> so, my number two pick, we're getting into the good shit now. This is where things should, this is where things should start getting real. Yeah, yeah. I have selected a cerebral story known as Piano no Mori. Oh, my fitting. Fir- Very from, fitting. From my second pick. It's done by Studio Gainax or Gainax, whatever. A tranquil tale about two boys from very different upbringings. One, on one hand, you have Kai, born as the son of a prostitute who's been playing the abandoned piano in the forest near his home ever since he was young. And on the other, you have Shuhei, uh, practically breastfed by the piano as, a, as, as the son of a family of prestigious pianists. Yet it is their common bond with the piano that eventually intertwines their paths in life. I watched the trailer of this, and it looks really nice. Um, it, it was very reminiscent of some scenes in Your Lie in April. Like, one of the trailers I watched is just Shuhei getting ready to perform, like, in a, comp- in a, in a Chopin competition. 
Gotcha. And Which you like? You like Chopin? Chopin is more or less my muse for classical mm-hmm. piano. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely into that. And um, he plays. He starts playing a piano piece in the trailer, and I'm trying to figure out what it is. And I I immediately picked it. I was like I was like this is definitely a Chopin etude. So I looked it up, and in the trailer, he is playing Chopin Etude Opus 10, number one. Not my favorite Chopin Etude, but definitely one of those pieces that's all the Etudes are considered highly difficult, and they're very suitable mm-hmm. for to be played in a competition. So definitely a lot of talent. Ta- also, there they hired a lot of really talented musicians to actually perform the music for the show. Like it isn't like they just took recordings of like old artists. They actually brought in like young people to record like fresh recordings of all of these piano pieces that's really cool oh, that's I, awesome. I appreciate that a lot yeah yeah so they're putting some effort into it um it, it definitely has the feel of of like an oscar worthy type of show you know two 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 boys from different backgrounds to find a common ground in, in music um you mm-hmm. know my only comment at this point was would, would be that there's no way he's that kid is playing a piano that's in the forest because it would be rotting out of tune <clears throat> rotting out of, out of and <laughs> just destroyed yeah, and filled for, with water. Absolutely. Yeah, probably filled with water. But 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 and maybe the humidity the, would expand the wood and everything. It like, would be tra- it would be tragic. But you know maybe that's what is maybe that maybe we're gonna find that he goes to the piano in the forest and it's like barely playable. You know, like you never know. We'll, we'll find out what the story is. There is an OVA uh, or a movie rather of Piano No Mori that came out of, like several years ago, sometime in the last ten years, and now we're getting an anime series. So. Definitely a uh, sounds like a sounds like a really high class drama. So yeah, I really hope that the animation of the fingers being playing the piano is really good. Like I really hope it's they nail that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, Kazuo's second pick is staying with the good shit. Legend of the Galactic Heroes, the remake, yum. done by yum, done by Production IG, directed by Tada Shinsuke, who directed Kuroko no Basuke. Music done by Suehiro Kenichiro, who um, has done a lot of really prominent music works. Um, the 150-year-long stalemate between the two interstellar superpowers, the Galactic Empire and the Free Planets Alliance, comes to an end when a new generation of leaders arises. The idealistic military genius Reinhard von Lohengram and the... Um, Free Planets Alliance Reserve historian Yang Wen Wen Li. When Reinhard climbs the ranks of the Empire with the aid of his childhood friend Siegfried, he must fight not only the war but also the remnants of the crumbling Goldenbaum dynasty in order to free his sister from the Kaiser and unify humanity under one genuine ruler. Meanwhile, on the other side of the galaxy, Yang, a strong supporter of democratic ideals, has to stand firm in his beliefs despite the struggles of the Free Planet Alliance and, his, and, and show his pupil, Julian Mintz, that, that autocracy is not the solution. Mm, that's, now, a cool, that's a cool backdrop. This is a complete remake, right? I mean, I haven't seen the original. Um, my That's everything I've been hearing is that they are remaking it. They're... The original Legend of the Galactic Heroes is rather long. Uh, this ser- yes. this season is only ten or there's only twelve episodes. Twelve. Yeah. So I imagine they're going to be adapting the they're going to be remaking the first season, I suppose. But let me just tell you, for all you listeners out there, Legend of the Galactic Heroes is one of the most, no pun intended, legendary anime titles yes. ever made. Um, it's like no matter where you look online, you're going to see that this show is in the top 10 
anime ever. Uh, it's it's and it's not even because it's like a shown like a shonen show that everybody watched and it's just a bunch of like you know like boys like losing their shit over you know Gintama or My yeah. Hero Academia. This is like no. a this is like a political space opera. Absolutely. Um, that is going to have a huge storyline, like just like something like Monster would have. I watched the trailer and it like blew my face off. Um, yeah, same, same, actually. I mean, this is the most impressive trailer I saw so far this season. And it's got like shots of just unbelievably beautiful shots of sh- spaceships lifting off, space, yeah. ba- space battles that are so massive that the entire shot of the camera is just full of ships exploding and stuff, like just the most epic of epic. Um, you know, like thousands of ships just like wrapped in combat, and like laser bullets flying a million hours, like <laughs> laser miles bullets, an hour. dudes like swimming through space in their spacesuits, just crazy shit. And then you've got like, and then inside the ships, you have like the commanders that are calmly sipping tea while they watch ships explode in front of them, and love you know, it. Political discussions I love that. going I love on, that stuff. strategy meetings. It has, it has. This feels like two shows that I love. I'm gonna say let's take the let's take the story depth of a of a show like Monster, and we'll wrap it with the with the outer space and like uh, um, interstellar war type of feel, space opera feel of like a crest of the stars, banner of the stars, and we're yeah, gonna meld them yeah. together into the best possible combination of the two, a space opera with a massive story, and there may not be another anime like this anywhere, so. Yeah. They're currently doing a watch party for it in our Discord. Yeah, I know. The original. All of it, yeah. I'm way behind. They're, like, already on, like, episode 30 or something, so. And once again, this one is stacked with amazing voice actors. (laughs) I'm just looking at the list. Oh, boy. insane. Who's your favorite? (laughs) Who's my favorite out of these? They have the duo. They have Ono Daisuke and Momoru and Yuki Kaji. Uh, It's insane. Nerd alert! Momoto's playing Reinhardt, of course. He'd be the main character. So, <clears throat> Legend of the Galactic Heroes will be legendary. I expect this show will be incredible. And if it isn't incredible, I'm going to be like, wow. Like, why did you bother? Then we can't believe in anything anymore. Yeah, I mean, you already had a show that's considered one of the best ever. And you're going to remake it. And, me- and if it's, if they remake it poorly, I'm going to be like, why did you bother doing this? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, guys, see if you can top that, sucker. All right. Oh, I can top it because this next pick of mine made me. I read the synopsis and I literally just fucking squeed from like cute. You overload. squeed? Can you please? I, that I, was, for us? I was just, I was just like, oh my god, that's so cute. Like, <laughs> but, okay. All right. It's called the anime is called uh, Watako ni Koiwa Muzukashi, mm-hmm. right? And the synopsis, uh-huh. check this out, Mandy. And I feel like I feel like you got to back me on this one. Yeah, this All is right. also on my list. Yeah, synopsis. Someone took it. Mm, wonder who. <laughs> okay, after oh, discovering might be that some they, jerk named Enzo. <laughs> it's a cool name. Uh, a cool name. Synopsis: After discovering that they work at the same company, a game crazed otaku and a fujoshi reunite for the first time since middle school. After some post-work drinking sessions, they begin dating. But will it be a, a perfect relationship for the two? And that's if that isn't listeners, that's the kind of synopsis that you get me with right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm a sucker for slice of life romance comedy. Um, I think the genre the genres listed under in Mal is comedy and romance. It's by A1 Pictures, which is a, which is a studio that I, I generally like. I trust them because I like the way they animate things. 
the art is really pretty the, the main girl is really pretty really pretty um and the guy's pretty handsome too for being uh uh i'm assuming he's the otaku that, a wiener. Just, that that could just be sexist but who's to say <laughs> <laughs> but you just um, like him for his wiener don't you Maybe he's the Fujoshi. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe he's the Fujoshi. But uh the director is Yoshimasa Hira, Hirake, Hirake, which I I I'm not I, that's not a familiar name to me, but I am I'm I'm so in for this synopsis and I'm excited to see how cute it will be. I really haven't had a, a show like an anime in a long time make me like really feel those fuzzy feelings in my stomach, so I'm hoping this is the one. Uh yeah, this one it the manga is very popular. We have it on our list for um, our manga club on the Discord channel. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I heard the manga was really, really, really well liked. It's really popular. So this one was like high up there for um, anticipated cool. shows for the season. Well, I'm stoked because it looks cute as hell. Yeah. So okay, see. Mandy, I think you're up next with uh, a, a, uh-huh. an anime that I don't think I've ever heard about. No, you've never possibly heard of this one. No, I've never, <laughs> never have. <laughs> All right, my uh, uh, second pick, which is also my second uh, uh, pick on my list, is Persona 5, the animation. Whoa. Uh-oh. Bow, bow, bow. Bow, bow, bow. You never saw this coming. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just based on the game. Um, it's by A1 Pictures is also doing this one. Uh, it's being directed by Masashi Ishihama. Who worked on Erased, Attack on Titan, Welcome to the NHK. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say in this persona. I'm (laughs) coming for you, because my mind is too fast for eyes. Yeah, dude, I love that song. Your last surprise. So yeah, that happened. So if you want a quick uh, synopsis of it, in case you somehow three, two, one, go. I hate you. I'm just kidding. Uh, what were just, you saying, Mandy? Just saying, the best song in that game is the is the is the gun shop theme. Oh, you like that one? Oh yeah, my I god! Actually, it's I actually like the. I actually like the the just walking around the the city music. I actually don't like the song "Last Surprise" that much. I immediately downloaded a a DLC pack that would allow me to change the battle theme music back to the battle theme from Persona Four. Oh really? I didn't yeah. love the thing. Oh, I loved all the. Music I love "Last Surprise." Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of the music is great, but like, I, I, I didn't feel like the, like, I, I wasn't feeling like the soul music for battle themes, so I wanted. Um, excuse I, me, <laughs> that was acid jazz, not soul. Whatever, whatever it is, the the woman tries, <laughs> the woman tries her hardest to sound like Aretha Franklin, and I'm like, I don't really want to listen to Aretha Franklin while I, while I'm killing like you know, spirits or whatever. No, totally. I, I can see that. Um, but I, I thought it was a good taste. It was a good flair for the the rest of the aesthetic was very in tune yeah. for with the music for me. So if you want a quick synopsis on what this anime is about, in case you don't know about good anything about the game. Good freaking luck. Persona 5 follows the protagonist. His name is, and this is Ren. 
uh, aka Joker, who just moved to the Tokyo after being accused of assaulting a man. He discovers an app on his phone that transports him into the metaverse, but, uh, just like a twisted version of people's desires and dark ambitions. And uh, he meets other characters along the way, and together they become the Phantom Thieves, and they work together to steal hearts and change people's uh, ways evil ways it's almost impossible yeah. for you guys not to know what this is the game was such a massive hit a huge hit yeah. pretty much a masterpiece uh, the game had um, there's virtually nothing bad to say about it period it was just too damn good to even have negative comments um i don't know like is there anything bad you can say about that game Mm, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get too far into it. I think I really only got to like the, the end of the second I... castle. But the grind kind of seemed a little long sometimes. But I, I mean, generally, I loved everything I, I played for it, though. I say some of the side, like some of the characters, um, that like when you go into their confidant, they. I don't know. Some of them didn't have amazing stories. Like they sometimes drew the focus away from the character, and it's like. I don't know. I want to learn more about you, not this other person. Oh my How god! Dare How Wait. dare you? Wait, is Doctor Bay gonna be in the anime? Doctor Bay is gonna be in there, probably. Doctor Bay's gonna be in the anime, dude. Okay, she like, better. like she I, SP patch. like the the <laughs> second she premieres in in the anime, like debuts in the anime, she might she might overtake Nana. She might, she might, on my waifu list because God, about, God damn. Which female character from Persona do you like? Uh, doctor. T- the the doctor with the choker and the short hair. Oh yeah, hair. she was the first girl I went after. She was mad hot, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, like aesthetics really is what is what win me over. And she had short hair, pierced, and a choker on, and she was a scientist. Like, let's go. Speaking did of, did you ever see her outside of work? Did you ever get to one of those parts? Yeah, uh, I think I think I did. I'm not. I don't because think. I'm not, you, know. She was 100 for you. I mean, Damn. she goes up to your bedroom with you. Sick. Mm-hmm. I think she had fishnets on that were like Whoa. spider webs. I yeah, think. Black, black boots. Too. Black boots. The giant boots. Yeah. Dude, up to her knee. Yep. Oh my god! Wow. You see it? <laughs> well, time time to play Persona Five again. See you guys later. Well, gotta got load that up real quick. <laughs> BRB. So boys. a couple a couple extra notes about this Persona Five. Um, Anne is played as voiced by Nana Mizuki. So speaking of like cool. voice actresses, Komodo mm-hmm. um, Miyano is also going to be Ryuji. The um. And Persona 5 is factually the highest rated game on PS4 that is meant for, that was made for the PS4. The only games that are higher rated than Persona 5 are Journey, which came out like on PS2 or something. The Last of Us, which is a PS3 game. Which Grand, is a masterpiece, not gonna lie. It is a masterpiece. And Grand Theft Auto 5, which also was a PS3 game. So Persona 4 is the highest rated game on PS4, period. Yeah, Fall- that's awesome. Yeah, and that and that's and that's uh, that's based on an average of almost sixty reviews on Metacritic, just to give you an idea of how good this game is. Yeah. Um, the Persona Four anime, the Persona Four game was amazing. Also, I mean, you could argue which one's better, but the anime of Persona Four was also quite good. So I just can't see a way that they screw this up. Like it, it's going to be gangbusters. They're going to make a, probably a couple animes about it. There's going to be like five or six game spinoffs. I mean, Atlas is milking this shit. They should. I mean, they have a lot of. They can do a lot of things with the that they, with with the character, with the cast that they had in this game. Mm-hmm. Not just because the game was good. Like it was just really good. And from guess what I hear. and guess who owns Atlas? Say Cap. Sega. Sega, right? That's the, okay. That's what the, I thought. The recently declared dead Sega. So. Right. Right. Yeah. That right. I never let that go. <laughs> All right. Now we're on the number one picks. The good shit. My, my number one pick is. Full Metal Panic Invisible Victory, which is yes, done by... Dig-a-dig-a-chim. Oh, my God. 
That's a weird studio name. That is a, how do you spell that? Yeah, how do you spell that? Zebek. That's Zebek. a weird studio name. <laughs> studio Zebek. Um, it's done mm. by Nakayama Katsuichi, who's directing it. The PV, like, it looks like the badassness that you expect from Full Metal Panic. You've got mechs, like, sliding around fighting. You got them, like, turning, got them cloaking. You've got, you got your crazy, like, like antics going on. All of the awesome action scenes that you expect, you expect and remember from, from Full Metal Panic seasons one and then seasons three, because I guess people consider Fumofu an actual, like, real season of Full Metal Panic, which I sort of don't. Well, it, it kind of, I mean, to me, it kind of filled it pretty well as, like, a season 1.5. I know. I just, I've heard, like, you know, I've heard comments that this is actually, like, the fourth season of Full Metal Panic. For me, it feels like the third season because I don't really, Fumofu is so unrelated to the other sections of the show but yeah i could see I, I i could give i could give the argument some 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 edge there for regardless for those of you that like grew up or were existing and watching anime in the 2000s full metal panic is like a huge property and it's gonna be a, a highly watched mecha show from this season and will definitely have at least one quarter of the wall of the viewers of my hero academia season three <laughs> uh, I, was gonna say, I, I wonder what Kazuo's could possibly be. Yeah, what's Kazuo's what is, first what pick? Hmm. Kazuo's first pick is Full Metal is um is also Full Metal, Full Metal Panic. Panic. <laughs> <laughs> and he is here. It's and he's not here. But if he was, he would say that he is conceding the bet with me, and that uh, he would just rather feed me ramen and, and, and avoid the embarrassment of losing. The PSA, Mandy and I have no association with that conclusion. This is true. So, um. Kazuo's number one pick is My Hero Academia season three. I don't think it needs any introduction. Which I am so excited for. I'm so excited for that th- for that season. It is need introduction. You all, you all know what it is. Moving on. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so Rip. my number one pick is something that I actually uh, sneakingly stole from Kazuo because he had it listed as his number oh, two. You are and, such a thief. And I was like, hmm. Well, nope. Sorry, I want that one. So I put it as my number one because I knew my other four were unique enough to not worry about them. So. So My first pick is Megalobox. Um, Megalobox synopsis uh, says that JD, Junk Dog, participates in fixed boxing matches in an underground ring in order to live. Today, he enters the ring again, but he encounters a certain person. JD take, wants to take on a challenge that risks everything. So, a couple things for why I picked this. One, um, it's the I think it's related to the series Ashtano Joe, which is yep. a classic boxing mm-hmm. anime. Two, I box. I've been boxing for a year or two now, like pretty like seriously. But I, I have not for the last few months because I've been really busy with work. But I'm, I'm going to pick it up again, which it's it's a passion of mine. It feels great to box. It's one of my favorite things to do. And three, I watched the PV, and it's not conventional boxing. It's pretty futuristic. Um, the boxers have these like metal arms. That, that they use to box with. So uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. So it's boxing with a sci-fi twist. Um, I love sci-fi. I love boxing. I do boxing. And I had to pick it. So sorry, Kazuo. I had to take it from you. <laughs> He'll forgive you. Will he? Will he, though? Mm-hmm. I had it pretty high on my list, too. I had it number six. But, you know, I'm not waiting until everyone else is done to cherry pick all the good stuff. Which, mm-hmm. is, what Enzo, which is what Enzo does. So. Shade. The shade mm. hmm? <laughs> what was that? Sorry, I was breaking up Discord, you know. Wow. Oh. 
All right, and we're going to round this out with, with <laughs> Mama Mandy. D, 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 my D. number one pick yeah? is Hisone Tomasotan. I was super excited about this, and mm. me and Enzo literally. Mm. I offered so much to get this to anime. I was like, do not take my dragon show. I wanted that show I so, bad. so bad. How is it that three out of your four shows, I'm like, what is that? Because you don't look at the release list. How <laughs> dare you? Damn. Call him out. Call him out, man. This one is by Studio Bones. It is an original. It's not based on anything. Directed by Hiroshi Kobayashi, who worked on Nordagami and Kill a Kill. And the synopsis is straightforward and innocent. Hisone Yamakasu is a self-defense force rookie stationed at the Air Self-Defense Force's Gifu base. She was struggling with the fact that sometimes... Uh, that she sometimes hurts people unintentionally by her innocent words and decided to join the Air Self-Defense Force, hoping to maintain a certain distance from people. This decision led her to a fateful encounter, which profoundly changed her life. Mm -hmm. It was the OTF dragon hidden in the base, and it chose Hisone as his pilot. When it soared into the sky with Hisone, her fate as a dragon pilot was decided. It is said that dragons have a key to the future of the world, and... The character designs are so cute. It's and when so I saw unique. that dragon fly, I uh, wanted to cry. <laughs> I don't, I teared up at that trailer too, dude. Oh my god, I hate that you have this pick. I'm so I'm salty. So sorry. Heck uh, off. So there was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did none of us pick the horse racing girl anime? <laughs> it was on my list. But I did Mandy not almost did. Yeah. I watched it today too. Good. I'm glad no one picked that pile of crap. Dang. <laughs> Damn. No, it was also on my last on my list, but uh, I did not get it. But yeah, no, that the anime Mandy, um, the the trailer. First of all, I like when character models are not standard. I like mm -hmm. when people take a like people just put on paper what their mind is is like showing. Um, but I think that anime is gonna do something similar to the vibe that a place beyond the universe is doing right now, where even though, uh, like the plot is like a little, just like a little extra. But it's really going to be based on humanity and like and like human emotion, yeah. um, and the dragon's probably going to be like a really good metaphor for something important. So I'm like really looking forward to that anime. Yeah, I'm. I was trying to find the name of it, but this reminded me of another book that I read, and I just cannot find the name of it now. Oh, yeah, really? I read it a long time ago. There was a novel I read about. It was like a retelling of World War One, but there were dragons and. Uh, like the dragon in that book, they like they had to bond with uh, people in the army, and um, oh, they got to ride the dragons into battle. And I just cannot find the name of it. That sounds but really cool. I if chose it because of that book too. If you remember, like <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds like something. I know I it's like. on my Audible because I listened to the Audible book of it. But gotcha. I'll let you know if I can find it. So let's so let's review our picks. My picks are Full Metal Panic, Invisible Victory, Piano No Mori, Captain Tsubasa, Gura Zeni. And last but not least, Golden Kamui. Kazuo's picks were My Hero Academia Season 3, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, uh, Live on the Third Part 5, Major 2nd, and Maho Shoujo Ore. And mine are Megalobox, Wotaku ni Koi wa Muzukashi, Tarakun wa Koi wa Shinai, Steins Gate Zero, and Comic Girls. And mine were... Hisone to Masotan, Persona 5 The Animation, Kakurio yo Yaromeshi, uh, Wakokami wa Shogakusei, uh, Rokuhodo Ryatsuri Biori. 
All right, so if you guys had to pick one show from this season that you think will be the best show, what do you think it will be? It doesn't the have best, to be, best show? It doesn't have to be one of your own shows. It can be any of them. Um, did you mean like you mean like objectively within the anime community for this season? Just pick the show that you think is going to be the best. Um, that's hard to say, Mitz, but I yeah, think I that no I think it might be Legend, or it might be Mandy's first pick. Mm-hmm. I want to pick mine. <laughs> All right, well, I think I'm it's, really excited about it. I think it's going to be Legend of the Galactic Heroes. I, I don't think it's going to get watched that much, to be honest. But I think that Legend of the Galactic Heroes is probably going to be the the most the 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 one that I think has the best shot of definitely being great. No matter, like it has the least, it has the the lowest likelihood of being a flop. Hmm. I don't know. Mandy's pick is like he's one into Masultan, like. Miss, if you haven't watched the trailer for that one, like watch it because I think you'll agree that the art direction of it is really interesting and eye capturing. And I yeah. think like the way they play with the music in in the trailer alone lets me know that they're in tune with emotion. So like I'm yeah. really looking forward yeah. to the way that anime plays out. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited about it. Like as soon as I saw like I was looking through the previews, as soon as I saw that one, I was like instantly like my number one. I need this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. It's All like, right. it we looks can watch really it good. Yeah, we will. All right, well, let's head to the news break then. Um, so we have the intro trivia question is, at the beginning of the story, he is reunited with his longtime friend Gina at a hotel and unexpectedly falls in love with her. Despite his strange form, Gina shows him all the affection that she can muster, but he has a love rival to deal with, an American ace fighter named Curtis, who is also after Gina's heart. And although she rejects his his proposals he is not about to let go of her so easily what is that anime and when we come back we'll have the answer to that and a review on kino's journey so stay tuned and we'll be back with more Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi. We're back and it's time for your second dose of anime news. Leading us off today, Adult Swim has announced the dub cast for both of the versions of the full of the Fully Cooly sequels known as Fully Cooly Progressive and Fully Cooly Alternate. The Progressive will begin its broadcast on June 2nd at 11:30 p.m. and Alternative will broadcast in September. Now for the casting, Haruko Haruhara will be played by Carrie Walgren. Jinyu is played by Allegra Clark. Hidomi Unjakuro is is played by Xanthi Hyunyu. Yoshimi Ide is played by Robbie Draymond and others. If you want the full listing, you can go to my anime list, which has an article regarding the full casting. But for those of you that are fans of Fully Cooly, the English dub cast has been announced and it is going to be premiering on Adult Swim on June 2nd. Next up, Netflix is back at it again, adding even more anime to their lineups. They are adding the second half of Fate Apocrypha, episodes 13 through 25, and you'll be able to get that in both a dubbed and a subtitled format. Also, probably even more exciting for a lot of people, Netflix is adding seasons 3, 4, and 5 of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series, and also the first two seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc V. And those episodes are going to be English dubbed as well. So, if you're a big fan of Yu-Gi-Oh!, you'll be able to find plenty of it on Netflix, and also they're going to be having more Fate Apocrypha as well. 
And now next up, Studio Ponok, which is an anime studio that is run by a lot of previous staffers from Studio Ghibli, is announcing an anthology project titled Ponok Tanpen Gekijo, which is going to comprise short stories that are directed by, by previous Studio Ghibli staffers. The three stories uh, will include a 15-minute short about two crab siblings titled Kani and Kani no, directed by Hiromasa Yonebayashi, who worked on Mary and the Witch's Flower. Also, there is a 15-minute short that tells a human drama surrounding a mother and her son, which will be directed by Yoshiyuki Momose, who worked on Ghibli's. Also, there is another story called Invisible that will be a 14-minute action short that is going to be directed by Akihiko Yamashita. So if you are a fan of Ghibli, then you might want to check out this three-part short story series that's going to be put out by Studio Ponok. And next up, and lastly, Square Enix has announced that for the 10th anniversary of the very well-known and popular video game Lord of Vermilion, they're going to be having a new anime series for the game. So for, th- for those of you that are fans of this game that has been going on for quite a while, you will be getting an anime about it coming up pretty soon. The director is Eiji Suganuma, who worked on Carnival series composition by, uh, by, Yas- by Masashi Suzuki, who worked on Oda Nobuna no Yabo, character designed by Toshie Kawamura. So if you're a big fan of Lord of Vermilion or Score Enix properties, there is a new anime series coming out in the future. This was Mitsuki, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Mandy, I've got a great idea. All right, let's hear it. Okay. What if, now hear me out, what if we did additional episodes? I'm talking hobby addicts, after parties, maybe even hentai episodes, if you're nasty. Well, I mean, we already do all of those. Hold on, what? Yeah, we've been doing that for like years. How did I not know about this? Um, you've been in like a ton of those episodes. Come on, Mandel. My name is Mandy. Okay, okay, Medward. You know I don't pay attention to things like that. Like yourself speaking? Huh? Well, I'm glad now we're making millions off these extra episodes. Actually, there are only like a couple bucks a month. Wait, what? Yeah, if you go to aaapodcast.com slash join, you can sign up to get access to all of our extra podcast goodness for just a few bucks a month. Whoa, that is a steal. All right, so where do I go to sign up? I just told you. aaapodcast.com slash join. And besides, you're in those episodes. Huh? Just, just, just go to aapodcast.com slash join already. Everybody, we're back from the news break. Thank you for sticking with us. The uh, the intro trivia question: Who else wants to read this one? Oh, I could do it. I could do it. Go for it, my man. Yeah. So, the trivia question is: At the beginning of the story, he is reunited with his longtime friend Gina at a hotel. 
and unexpectedly falls in love with her. Despite his strange form, Dina shows him all the affection that she can muster. He has a he, but he has a love rival to deal with. An American ace fighter named Curtis is also after Gina's heart. And, and although she rejects his proposals, he is not about to let her go easily. The anime that we're talking about yep. is Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso. Have you guys seen Porco Rosso? Yes, it's a good yes. one. Long time ago, though. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's like one of those really underappreciated Ghibli movies. Uh, not very many people have seen it, and I don't know. I think something about it's him cute. being something about him being a pig just throws people off. Yeah, one hundred percent yes. But I kind of just I like I, I cherish those little things like that for you know they're just cute. All right, let's jump right into the next section. It's time for iTunes review. If you would like to leave us an iTunes review, you can do it on iTunes, duh. You can either click the star rater and, or you can write us a five-star review and we will read it on the podcast. We, I asked you guys last week to make this happen. I said, we, we said we need to get the 400 episodes by next week and we did it. We're at 401 episodes, so good job, wow. everybody. Yay. Clap for, it up. Clap for, it up for the fans. For making Clap that happen. You guys Yay. are the shit. So, who wants to read this, this victory lap five-star review? I can read it. It's by, I think it says Faustin Black. Is that yeah. what it says? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he says, or she, thank you for making work easier to bear. If I didn't listen to you guys every day, I would probably murder a customer. Keep on being awesome. Uh, thank you for not murdering people. Let's not murder people, everyone. <laughs> so, we're saving lives. <laughs> we're saving lives. Factually, we're, we're saving, saving lives. We're saving lives through this podcast that y'all listen to. Also... Enzi, I found the name of that book, and I'm so sorry. Ooh, what it is? It was His Majesty's Dragon. It was Napoleonic Wars. Okay, sorry. that's still fun. I just wanted to throw that out there before we moved on. All right, okay. so we're going to be reviewing an anime called Kino's Journey, otherwise known as Kino no Tabi, this, The Beautiful World. And <laughs> this came out in October of last year, wrapped up in late December. So um, this is a fall property. It's 12 episodes long, done by Studio Lerche. So, how many of you guys have watched the original Kino? I did. Uh, I watched I it had, last week. Oh. I had not. That might be. I binged both of these last week. I'm guessing that was not a good move for the new Kino. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it's here's the thing: the new one is, or the 2017 one is based off of the original novel. And what happened was these stories were chosen by fans of the novel. They put out a poll. They said, we're going to make a new Kino, so you guys get to choose what stories go in it. And okay. they, the ones that won the poll were the ones that they decided they were going to put in the show. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's how... And I know that that really uh, bugged a lot of people because the way that they like put the shows in, formatted them, like, uh, like the uh, lineup, was very strange. Yeah. And, the fans wanted to see a lot of the side characters get some um, action or, you know, get some screen time. So there were a lot of stories with, like, Shizu and I think it's Riku, the dog. And uh, there was another one about, um, like, T, uh, like, T-I-I, yeah. little girl. Yeah, yep. T. So, yeah. It, so, yeah, it was uh, interesting that, you know, these 
were the ones that the fans wanted to see. But the difference is the novel, these are, from what I've read, what I read, I haven't read the original novel myself. I actually did order them because I'm very interested in reading them because I watched the original Kinos this, this last week and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. But I watched them out of order. I watched this one and then after watching this one, I decided to go watch the original. And that kind of threw me off because... Uh, I can definitely see where people were disappointed by this one. I can definitely see it, but I wasn't as disappointed because I hadn't seen the original. <laughs> but now after having seen the original, I could definitely see why there would be some upset fans over it. Yeah, because, because yeah, because it's so yeah, good. Sorry, I was, yes, the original was a work of art, in my opinion. I mean, they changed, it was by the guy who wrote um, or directed uh What's it called? Serial Experiments Lane, right? Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. The guy who, the original creator of Serial Experiments Lane, I think is Yoshitoshi Abe. Let's Yoshitoshi. See. Let's see here. Ooh. The the director of the original is Ryutaro, what is his name? Ryutaro Nakamura. He worked Nakamura. on Serial Experiments Lane. Yeah, he was the, yeah, 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 he directed it. Yeah. Yeah. So... And that definitely shows because the original uh, Kino's journey was every episode was very, it felt far more, other than this one, very thoughtful, very intelligent, where each story had a very, uh, like, a moral behind it and really got you thinking about just society and, uh, it, yeah, but this new one, it's very straightforward. Is, and apparently it's based, it's supposed to be very faithful to the original content so well the, but I haven't read it so there's an important reason why there's, there's a good reason why he did not direct the new one. Oh yeah yeah he's the guy who directed the old Kino is dead he died oh so, yeah. oh man RIP yeah he died yeah Sad. yep he died at age 58 so um so there is a plot synopsis here but you know most of the time these synopsises are useless and this this anime doesn't really need one. It is it's this is the story of Kino, a a character who I've decided is a boy because he uses the word the word boku to refer to himself, which a a girl would not use. So, I am going to call him a boy. And Kino travels the world on his motorcycle and he, whose name is Hermes. Hermes or Hermes if you're a a a, 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 a B BWB. And it's Hermes, I think, yeah. It's Hermes. I'm just making a dumb joke. But mm -hmm. and every episode they go they they explore a different country that will present different sorts of unique um unique characteristics or traits or unique viewpoints. Something to give you some thought provoking material. So, you know, these episodes range from not that thought provoking to like you could probably hold a class on philosophy about that mm -hmm. episode and they're a little hit or miss so and there's a different country for every single episode we go from countries where like there are these crazy violent sheep to countries where everybody lies to each other to countries that are full of like a lot of kindness to countries mm -hmm. that are like basically like like mobile fortresses on wheels you know there's a lot of different stuff and they do show the other characters many of whom seem to be called Kino which I was very confused by so, uh, the, so you did not understand episode the episode eleven then. <laughs> I mean, episode eleven 
is is that the one where the girl escapes on the motorcycle? Yes, that is Kino, the so, current Kino. So there's an older there's an older guy named Kino, mm-hmm. who has a motorcycle, and mm-hmm. he's killed in that episode. Mm-hmm. And the younger Kino, the, the younger girl, t- steals the motorcycle and decides that, sh- that she's going to call herself Kino. Yes. And you're saying that's the Kino from the beginning of the show? Yes, that is the Kino that we are following. They that motorcycle was Hermes. They don't really and look... Kino does not refer to her, uh, I'm going to say herself, but uh, as a guy or a girl. There is actually in the um, arena match, someone ca- keeps calling her a boy, and she's like, I'm not a boy, I'm just Kino. So. Hmm. Well, <laughs> he's he slash she uses the word boku to refer to themselves, which is grammatically something that only boys use. Use usually girls would not use boku, at least that's my understanding of Japanese. But then again, when you have a gender ambiguous character like Kino, I guess it's kind of like use whatever you want. Maybe I don't know. So yeah, that confused me. I didn't realize that that was the case. But yeah, that is that is the Kino. That was her backstory. Of how she went on her journey. Okay, that makes sense. That, that was a good episode, though, actually, in all, in all truthfulness. Yes. Like, both in the... That one was actually in the original, and they redid it for this one. And I really love that episode. It, um, the strange thing is, I kind of liked it in this one, too, because they played with the colors a lot. Like, the country from um, is very bland, very desaturated, and I don't want to say completely black and white, but, you know, it feels very muted. And then um, one of the quotes for Kino is whatever, there's a saying that whenever a person sees a bird in flight, they have the desire to go on a journey. And then there's that part where Hermes asks her, like, do you want to die? And why don't you just get on me if you want to live? And then uh, she looks up and there's this bird that flies by, and it's pure blue. And I love that scene because she follows that bird on Hermes, and as soon as she leaves the country, it, it explodes in color. There's, like, this beautiful, like, red, like, uh, meadow of just flowers. And I, right. I loved how they did that in this one. It wasn't quite like that in the original, but the original definitely has a lot of... Uh, better points in this one in this series altogether but that's one thing i could say about this one that i really liked yeah that scene there's some weird like throwaway episodes in this season like the last episode was terrible i don't know why that was even in there i have a feeling that was probably a troll vote in the poll i'm betting a lot of people said we want to see this because that story was so silly (laughs) so they put it last (laughs) that's so interesting it It doesn't make sense to put it last though it's like It just seemed like the show had no conclusion because you ended it on a, on a, like a completely detached piece of the story, if there is a story. Um, the, yeah, the last uh, episode for the original was the kindness one. And I, I think so. Yeah, I think that was the last one in the original. And that one shook me. I love that episode. <laughs> well, The Country of and, Kindness is one of the best episodes from this season also, I think. Yes. I love I love the ep- the episode of The Country of Kindness. I wasn't expecting that at the end like mm-hmm. cuz like, cuz I cuz I thought it was going to be like it was interesting how like sus the guard they they painted the guards to be like no, you have to leave. It's you've been it's been it's been 3 mm-hmm. days, you have yeah. to go. But then when when all that happened, I was like, wow, that is wow. Like and the fact that that whole country chose to do to take that path is like really, really crazy, you know. 
Yeah, like, I watched, of course, I watched this one before I went back and watched the original. And even when I saw it in this one, I was kind of like, whoa, I was not expecting that. I was expecting, honestly, I was expecting something completely cliche, like, they were going to send assassins after her or something, like, when she's up in the mountains, like, like oh, country of kindness, they weren't kind at all, you know? I was expecting something very cliche like Same, that, and same. What we got, I it actually pretty shook me. I was, like, not expecting it. And, um... What I think is interesting about this one versus the original is Kino acts a lot differently in this one than the original. In the original, if you watch it, she is horrified. Like, she has this horrified look on her expression. In this one, she seems very detached. She seems like, like she's seen some shit. Yeah, like she just read the paper like, oh, well, I guess we'll just have lunch. Like, you know, talking to Hermes and then opens up and sees the note that the country wrote to her. And... I mean, we do see some moments of emotion in this one, but I don't know. I felt like the Kino in this one acted a little bit differently than the original. I felt like the original had a lot more, uh, like, emotion to her, if that makes sense. The voice actress that plays Kino looks seems very fa- very famous. Her name is yes. Yuki Aoi, and she's got a bajillion member That's favorites what... on Mal, and she's very cute. Yeah, I was going to mention this. She... Aoyuki, who plays the current Kino in 2017 Kino, was in the original. And she is one of the reasons this one was made. She pushed for it. Because oh, really? the original she liked it so was much? her debut. It was Aww. her debut. And what made her famous. And she played Sakura in the original, which was the little girl in the country of kindness. So I, oh, felt that, I thought that was so that's so That's so cute. Wait. Isn't it? <laughs> Wow! So, I thought that was a really cool like bit of knowledge when I was looking through like the uh, just stuff about Kino's journey. Yeah, this girl's got a million, a literal bajillion credits. I mean, it's I don't even know where to start. She's been in probably let's see, she's got ninety-seven main roles and one hundred and twenty-four supporting. So she's got about two hundred and twenty-five roles that she's played. I mean, that's ridiculous. And she's only twenty-five, all, and she's only twenty-five. Talk about her resume. And she's only twenty-five Wait, years old. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh man. Wow, that's that's admirable. Yeah. But um so so in terms of okay, so in terms of art and animation and character design, what do you guys think because I thought that the 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 animation and the you know the art in general wasn't anything like super like whoa, this is so beautiful, but I thought it was really well done. Like it was really good art. Yeah. So that's yeah, I was going to say that it is interesting cuz the Character designs are extremely different from the original Kino, which, of course, that was done, what, 2003, four maybe? 2003. 2003, yeah. So, I mean, that one's seeing its age now, but uh, it there's a big difference in character design because this one you could definitely see, like, how much anime has changed in, you know, I mean, Kino looks far more feminine than the original. And okay. I thought it was interesting that Hermes is mostly CG, and that was very jarring for me. I did not like how Hermes looked in this one because I, some I didn't, were I didn't very mind obvious. it too much. I didn't mind it that much though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will say I didn't finish the entire anime. I I, I saw like seventy five percent of it, but I, it didn't. I could tell that the bike was CG, but it didn't throw me off as much as other times that I've seen CG in anime, where it's like the only thing that's CG basically. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it was very jarring at some moments, but uh, I mean, overall, it looks it looked all right. It wasn't anything mind blowing, but 
I mean, it just shows how much anime has changed from the original Kingdom yeah, to this one. It's like, true. Just, yeah, I mean, it's just modernized. So it wasn't something that upset me, but yeah. They have more CG capabilities now, and they're more like, and they're more ready to use them. Yes. And definitely. so with stuff that's like machinery, they tend to go for the CG for some reason. So, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully they'll get some practice, and we'll see. It'll only get better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't really bother me a whole lot. I thought the show overall was beautiful, but it, I mean, it didn't really require blistering animation. Like, I don't know. No. There's not a whole yeah. lot of. There's not a whole lot of things going on. Like mostly the show is based around talking, so you know they don't really have to. A lot of this one has a lot. I think this one had more action than the original, though. There was some violence in this one too. I I haven't seen the original one since it basically came out, but the so it's been like a long time. But the uh, this show has definitely some some episodes in it that are rather rather violent. Especially there's the one where like you're allowed to kill people. Like it was like episode two. Yes. That one is pretty violent, like a lot of violent stuff. And then and then the episode episode eleven where where we mentioned where Kino's backstory is. That one has some some violence in it. So, yeah, it's a little, it's it's probably this probably this anime is, is like a PG thirteen type rating, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is you know. It's rated uh seventeen plus. I mean, I think now. I think that's a little extreme. Nothing in this anime is deemed. We'll give it an R rating, but um, I mean, do you feel like anything in this anime was so objectionable, objectable that it had to have an R rating? Not really, except. I mean, they attempted to murder a child, but I mean, that's about it. <laughs> ah, but they did not murder a child. They did yeah, not. Yeah, no. I I actually did see that episode, and I was like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't dare, they wouldn't okay. dare, right? And they they didn't, but like, it, it, I was like, I was like, no, 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 too so, close, too close. So I mean, I think well, I mean, it is the main character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think this anime is going to be a good watch for people who like short stories. And don't necessarily require that there be any kind of like connected plot between the between the episodes. So yeah, if you're a person, episodic. yeah, I mean it's basically the definition of an episodic show. And and the if if you like short if you're like a Lovecraft reader, like you like to watch you like to read short stories or vignettes or whatever, this is a good anime for you. I mean this is truly like a, mush, a mushishi type one off mm-hmm. episode. It even has the feel of of, of, mush, of mushishi at times, sort of like the peaceful slow pace cerebral yes so if you like mushishi you'll love this if you love short stories maybe even like maybe even stories that are like mythology because these these are all fantasy worlds i mean Mm -hmm. you have a shot at really liking this a lot um if you're a person that needs to have like action or like fan service or whatever like this is not for you i mean unfortunately Um the only thing I do want to touch on, because it's a very big uh, issue with this one, is the Colosseum arc, which I don't know why they decided to make it the second episode, because in the original, it was much further on down the episodes. But in the original, they devoted two entire episodes to that arc, to that country. In this one, they try to cram it all into one. And I think that one definitely needed um, some, at least a mention, because in the original they did such a great job with that story and it was a very popular one where they the director elaborated on the story gave each of the contestants in the coliseum like their own like reasons for being there and um like their own like personal like uh ambition on why they're in the coliseum and they made kino's um her 
motive motivation for doing this a lot clearer in the original in this one you're not quite sure why she like decided to end the entire country by saying okay now uh my rule for winning the coliseum is that everybody fights to the death and the last person when standing is now king and this one it seems kind of strange because you're like you don't really get any of the backs like additional story to it so you're like man she just kind of came in there and just ruined the entire country yeah but in the original they elaborated on it like she got to see more of like the there was like entire like lower class of people who were living in slums and in the original she after you know murdering the the king uh she specifically says if anybody hurts a slave or i can't remember what they're called like one of the lower class people then you're automatically exiled so then you kind of get the idea okay she made it so that all of that upper class people fought in the last one is going to be the only upper class person left and all the lower class people and slaves can rise up and that's the kind of the thought process and that's that's the big difference between this one and the original it's just they put so much thought and subtlety into the original that they did not put in this one and i could definitely see why a lot of people were very disappointed in yeah it. but yeah, yeah this so. one doesn't this this season doesn't seem as deep as the original so people that were definitely not that people that were <laughs> expecting that are going to be let down unfortunately well i mean they made yes. it off of the, they made it off a pole so like yeah definitely <laughs> it was it wasn't like there was a there was a deep story thread they're like whoa this is good we should write this it was like okay that's what the fans want let's just whip it up and put it out you know yeah all right yeah i mean it's good for people who were fans of the original light novel and want it more i'd say or if you're just interested in episodic stories that go between different country to country and seeing how people live in those. But yeah. All right. All. <laughs> so unfortunately for me, I don't get along well with episodic anime. I find them fairly boring. Yeah, um, same. I don't really get absorbed into it. There's I um I like having I like anime where I can get into the story, follow it episode by episode. Like I want to see what happens next. I want to see how it ends. You know, and unfortunately, this anime doesn't really deliver that for me. And also, the the characters in the show, other than Kino, they they don't really recur. So it's like you might fall in love with a character like Sakura or whatever, and but like she's not going to be in, in any other episode. So that's you don't really have a lot of time to sort of connect. Um, I think it's a fine show. Like, but honestly, I was pretty bored watching it. To be perfectly honest, I um I didn't hate the show, but. I don't think I could give it more than like three slaughtered sheep out of five. Also, the show has like no, it has no even like attempt to make it even, I know, I know it's episodic, so it can't really have a conclusion, but like they didn't even attempt to make the ending feel like an ending. It was just like, here's this, here's this random weird episode about sheep. Like if anything, the last episode should have been the one of Kino's backstory. That makes more sense to me, but like having an episode where Kino just, and also, in that sheep episode, Kino's like, oh, I don't want to waste my bullets and kill all these innocent sheep. And then, like, by the end of the episode, she's, like, mowing them <laughs> down like nothing. And I'm like, well, you changed your mind real quick. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah that and, episode and it's, is so silly. And it just lacks the cerebralness of the original Kino. So it's, it's kind of unfortunate that the show has to live in that show's shadow. So that's my score. Three out of five.
Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go next just because like I really I didn't finish the show. I I, li- I mean I liked it. it. It's not that I think it was a bad show. Um, it's just it's just not my thing. Like I, I found myself pausing and doing other things in between episodes because I just couldn't like handle watching another one with that pacing. That isn't like a fluid story that's that's moving. It's if it's if it's slow pacing and episodic, it, things tend to lose me a bit. So I also give it I give it like a three out of five as well. Um, for me, this is definitely one hundred percent up my alley. <laughs> like I love Mushishi. I love Natsume Eugene Show. I don't like. I don't know, episodic shows get me, and especially when they have, like, some fantasy in them. And for this show, it didn't live up to the original, though. Like, I watched the original afterwards, and that one I straight up gave a 9 on my anime list. I absolutely loved and adored it. I thought it was amazing. But, um, this one, because I, I think only because I watched it before the original, I am a bit softer on it, because I thought, I thought it was okay. I thought it was decent. Um... Normally, I would have a big issue with shows that show, like, a side character, like, focus huge on this side character because this is Kino's journey, not Shizu and Riku's journey. Normally, that would bother me, but knowing that fans voted these in and, you know, fans of the novels got to see these characters, uh, it definitely softens the blow for me on that. I, I didn't mind it as much, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was a modernized version of Kino's journey. Uh, it, I thought the animation was okay. The way the messages were delivered were not as thought-provoking yeah. or intelligent as the original. That's true. The 2017 version was far... This one was very far more straightforward and lacked the subtlety of the original. And it didn't explore the morals of the stories as much. But, um, I mean, it was more faithful, so what can you do? But that, from what I hear. So, I, I was bouncing between 3 and a 3.5 because I thought it was just... I thought it was good. I thought it was all right. So I'm just going to go with three. All right. So we get, we all gave it okay. a three. Well, that's a pretty yeah. easy average. All right. Well, yeah, I thought it was okay. This is definitely a show up my alley, though. I love this kind of stuff. All right. <laughs> shall we bang out some mailbags and then get out of here? Yeah. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 M- m- mailbag. All right, guys, if you want to leave us a mailbag, you can do that on our website, aaapodcast.com. So head over there and shoot us a mailbag, and we'll answer it for you. First mailbag, who wants to read it? I can do it. So Repent and Reprise says, Hello, AAA. I'm in Yuki Yuna while you shoot the Aru. I hope I didn't butcher that. There's a crippled <laughs> character in the show. I found this to be very interesting, as this was the first time I've encountered a person with a disability. But... With a disability, but that the disability has a presence or is portrayed accurately, uh, parentheses, that the person might feel like a burden because of it or someone has two wheeling around. Are there any anime out there where there's a significant character with a disability and is that disability prominent? Um, I think off the top of my head, probably in more recent years, it's probably it's a year lie in April. Uh, one of the main characters has a disease. That comes into play pretty heavy-handed in the story, so that's my answer for that one. There's a lot of shows like this. Um, yeah, there are. There's more than enough. And a quick Google search of anime with characters with disabilities basically yielded a huge list. Um, there's Nunnally Lamperouge from Code Geass is blind and paralyzed. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, 
in Hunter x Hunter, Komugi, who kind of befriends the Ant King, the Kamara Ant King. She's blind. Um, oh, what about Nagisa from Clannad? Is she disabled? She's just ill. Oh, she just she just becomes ill. Yeah, never mind. First one off the top of my head is Nicholas from Gangsta, who is uh, mute, deaf, yeah. and deaf. Right? Yeah. No, no, That's no. Wait, was he mute? No, he, well, I mean, he wasn't mute. He 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 talked yeah, he very ra- deaf, very right? rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was deaf. Yeah. Ed Elric is losing. Doesn't have an arm and a leg. Um, That's true. Yeah. Jushiro Ukitake has lung problems. Um, whatever that from Bleach. In uh, in the Shanks, who I haven't seen this, Shanks got his arm bitten off by a sea monster in One Piece. I'm just basically running through this list here. I mean, if you if you go online and just type it in, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find a bunch of these. So, cool. Next mailbag is from Mexican Canadian. He writes, "Greetings, AAA crew. Back in 2005, I watched an anime called Da Couple." And it struck a chord in me. However, it is an anime that in all likelihood would not pass in your podcast and even now ranks as a 6.8 on my anime list. In short, it's considered now as a way below average anime. Question for the AAA crew. Has any, have any of you ever watched an anime that may be considered bad or irrelevant but has touched you in a very personal way? Which one is it? Thanks for your insight. Mm, I think... So an anime that I've, that I've always cared about that isn't always discussed in like the anime world, at least not anymore, is Notome Cantabile. Um, I it's fucking really love that show. anime. I love that anime so much. But it's like uh, it's not considered bad, but it's it's like pretty it's pretty much irrelevant. Like no one talks about it. Yeah, you never ever. hear about it, but it is really good. Never. But it's it has three point four on my anime list. Yeah, but no one. But it's irrelevant though. <laughs> like no one talks about it ever. It's never brought up. When music discussion happens, no one ever says it ever. Um. So that's the one for me. He's right, you know. Yeah. That no one ever talks about it. Yeah, I never hear anybody discuss it. Except for it. these eighty-six thousand people who scored it. <laughs> yeah, but okay, but when did they score it though? When oh. did they score it? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying it has an eight point four one. <laughs> Spicy boy tonight. Saucer of milk table too. Wow. <laughs> uh, mine also wasn't um, rated very lowly on my anime list, but I know it would never pass on this, and it's actually currently airing. <laughs> Wait, which one is it? Idolish 7. <laughs> which sounds stupid because you're like, oh, it's an idol show. There is one character in it that I that really hit me hard because um, there's a character named Riku who has a lung disease. And he because he has this dream of becoming an idol, he hides it for like a few episodes. And he like hide, like he goes to like this, like after performing, he like hides and tries to catch his breath and uh then unfortunately one day he after performing he passes out and that's what everybody finds out what's wrong with him and uh it hit me hard because i was born with cystic fibrosis and i also have lived with these issues my entire life and the reason why that episode hit me hard is because he thought that they were going to kick him out and then he would was no longer going to be able to achieve his dream but they were very accepting of it, and one person gave him a speech that actually brought me to tears because at that time that I watched it, I was already feeling really awful that day. And, like, because you go through these, like, thoughts in your head, like, why... It's just so hard and difficult to deal with a disease, but, uh... And, like, 
it's just so hard, like breathing, going up and down stairs, and sometimes just wears you out. And uh, this guy in the group told him, like, you shouldn't be, uh, like, embarrassed by this. This is a part of you, and we are your friends, and we are here to help you, um, like, just to achieve your dreams. And it hit me really hard. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, right now, it's really hard to, like, talk for a long time, but... Uh, yeah, it really it was re it really got me really emotional because it's exactly what I needed to hear at that moment. So, fucking anime, man. It's a great. Given people, <laughs> really given great. People, and I would never expect that out of an idol anime. I went into it thinking this is gonna be dumb with hot boys, and it really. Even, I don't know. Even in the the trash pile <laughs> that is idol boy shows, <laughs> there's a little gem though. of feels. There are some trash uh, idol shows. Wow. That one's not. That's not, that one's not trash though. In the trash like pile of idol boy shows. <laughs> no, I actually watched. You I actually fight right now. I, oh, actually shit. Watched, I actually watched some of that with you. Right, the first episode <laughs> was like an hour long. Down. <laughs> all right, last no, mailbag. Okay, Mandy, you know I like idol boys. I admire the butts with you all the time. <laughs> okay. okay, next. All right, mailbag. last mailbag is from Cherry One Seven Three. Who wants to read it? Uh, I will. If you had a quirk, like the characters in Boku no Hero Academia, what would your quirks be? Thanks for making my anime addiction worse. Mm. Oh, I, I know mine. Really easy. I wish to summon from my bare hands a cup of mango juice whenever I want. What? Mango juice? That's all I want. Oh. I just want, I just want to be able to poop a cup of mango juice in my hand at all times. That's time. disgusting. Um, yeah, it would be a part of you, so you're like drinking yourself. No, that's not oh. how this works. I just it's get a, gen okay. a new, fresh produced mango juice cup to drink. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. That's that so much? No. I just want to be able to burst into a billion cats. And I can <laughs> control each of those cats, and then they can all reform back into me. That's pretty funny. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> For me, I would like to gain super strength from eating ramen. Oh, okay. That's interesting, though, because does that work in the world of my hero? Now I feel like having ramen. <laughs> How Damn about it. what if you what if you can produce a bowl of ramen from your bare hands instead? Well, then I would eat it and become. And I, quit questioning my quirk, okay? I'm just. It's I'm just my hungry. quirk. What Did is you, he is hangry right now? What I'm is so, wrong with him? I am himself? so hungry. Can you guys order me a pizza? He's just please? mad. Get your own damn pizza. No, uh, that's not the <laughs> point. Just, a pizza in New York costs like thirty-seven dollars. You want me to order you a pizza, please? Yeah, man. I can give you the, the Domino's nearest me. I can send you. That oh, okay, link. yeah. <laughs> sure. Just let me pull out my credit card and I'll buy you a thirty-seven dollar pizza. How about that? Okay, so my quirk actually. Why don't is you my go left? to the grocery store and buy some frozen pizzas? <laughs> Yeah. No, that's, no, excuse me. I'm above that. I'm sorry. Oh, so I'm too uh, good for that. I have to I'm have too good for frozen pizza, Domino's. Domino's is Domino's pizza is dog shit. You're gonna eat it's Domino's so pizza. But it's but it's the one you can order for me at the at the ease of using your Wi-Fi connection. I think you should go tell one of your roommates to buy you a pizza. They have already. They're good. Well, then that's you don't need another pizza. You've already had enough. Pizza. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> No. Yes, it's over. I want pizza. Move on. Why is that so much? All right, we're wrapping huh? this up. Ugh. We're at the end of the show. Thanks, guys, for listening. It's always a pleasure. God, 
You need to go eat. Somebody something. buy me a goddamn pizza. You are like a little. You're like a little bitch right now. Uh huh. So yeah, exactly. Uh. Yeah, you tell him. So thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Head over to uh, to our website aaapodcast.com forward slash join. You can sign up, help to help us keep the lights on, and we'll give you lots of extra entertainment. So you can't. No one loses in that arrangement. You can also head over to our Discord. Just go to the Facebook and find our Discord. Just do it. Yeah. And buy Enzo a pizza. Please. Don't buy him a pizza. Buy me a pizza. Somebody, please buy me a pizza. All right, we'll see you guys next week on the Animax Namas podcast. Until then, stay addicted. Peace out. Bye. Buy Buy me a pizza.